Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, October already, 2nd, 2023. This sports program starts now. Football is glorious, is it not? Saturday had a hell of a college football day, and NFL Week 4 Sunday was glorious, and it wraps up this evening as the Seahawks travel to take on the Giants, and there will be a Manning cast this evening, and Peyton will be joining us in about an hour and 14 minutes to chit-chat about who his guest is spoiler will ferrell's on their show tonight whoa whoa, whoa. that was already released on friday oh, yeah, so i'm not okay. breaking any news there that's already news that has been broken so shout out to peyton joining us in about an hour and 14 minutes adam schefter will join us in about 29 minutes or so to talk about the injuries that took place yesterday about seven scattered around the oh, nfl that wow. are pretty notable he'll have the breakdown on all those things and we got a new king of the afc listen we all thought the Miami Dolphins were going to be able to boat race every single team that they stepped on the football field with. Mm-hmm. We thought they were going to hang 100 maybe in the next game as they hung 70 the week before against the Denver Broncos who got a massive win Huge. against the Chicago Bears who continue Huge. to suck. Continue to suck. But the Miami Dolphins ended up going up to Western New York, and I don't think they've won up there for for Gumpy, how long has it been since the Dolphins have won up there? Yesterday would make it eight years in a row. Eight Jeez. years straight that they've lost in Buffalo. And all of us, and myself included, said, I don't care who the Miami Dolphins are playing. <laughs> They're going to win. Have you seen the way they play football? Well, Josh Allen, fun fact, got some stats on him. Josh Allen over his last two games, three games now, he is, he is 72 of 94. Damn. Okay. Over his last three games. All right. Is that good? In that, in that time, he's only had six off target throws. Okay. (laughs) Six off. He has eight touchdowns. Okay. Okay. So six missed throws, eight touchdowns over the last three games and a 77% completion. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills are the wagon that we were talking about with the Miami Dolphins. We just weren't paying attention because the first week they look like complete ass. Stephon Diggs has three touchdowns. Gabe Davis has a touchdown. Josh Allen rushes for a touchdown. The Buffalo Bills are everything that we thought they were going to be last year when they were the hype of the AFC and of the NFL. And obviously, inevitably, they didn't end up winning at all and they had a lot of adversity off the field. But those types of plays from that guy right there make me say the Buffalo Bills are now the number one team in the AFC. You know, Ric Flair always said to be the man, you got to beat the man. Mm -hmm. Well, the man in all of our eyes were the men from Miami with that coach who wears super cool glasses and he seems to be on top of everything. Well, they go into Buffalo and Buffalo wins by three scores. Buffalo Bills are the real deal. They're back representing the AFC and the Niners, congratulations, will be on the NFC side for seemingly the rest of the season. This party dude is only getting better as he goes. We can't wait to chit-chat about everything happening around the NFL. We can't wait to talk to Shefty and Peyton, and I can't wait to introduce you to the toxic table that looks fantastic today at Boston Corner. A couple puppies there on the shirt. Is that because of how bad the Patriots are? Yins stink, buddy. <laughs> no, no, they're actually on the shirt because this is how I'm going to act for the rest of the year. You know, I, I'm, I just want to be a dumb dog. And I, I just want to watch oh. football. I don't want to do anything else. And yeah, you might say, hey, not all dogs are dumb. Just take a look at the shirt. There are a lot of dumb dogs. Small <laughs> dogs with small brains. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's a great reflection of what I want to be. Hates America, hates dogs. Yeah, this is a wild take. That, that. Now is that <laughs> the case. Kind of a wild take. Look at these dogs. They're all dumb. Yeah, but 
I mean, that's one way to describe those yes. dogs that are smarter than you, I would assume. But also yeah. on the flip side, like <laughs> dogs are just always happy. Yeah. You know I mean, something bad happens, your dog's happy to see yeah. you. A dog right now would be great for you after what happened with the Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys yes. and what's being exposed about Mac Jones seemingly every single week that we go on. Woo. Bill O'Brien, he's good. He's great. He's going to turn around. One week ago, Mac Jones, the guy, mm -hmm. he's able to yeah. do it. Now everybody's like... This Mac Jones guy stinks. Not only is he a dirty player, right. he's throwing a ball 53 and a third across the field trying to throw pick sixes. Yeah. It's damn near communism. That's where Patriots are right now with Mac Jones. 100%. That was the worst game I've ever seen from Mac Jones in the entire you know three-year tenure that he's had. It's over. It was a good run, good season. We're done with it. Uh, I mentioned right before the show, my football season now relies on a small boy back in Winchester, <laughs> Massachusetts. He's the number one kicker in the high school, and you know he committed to Harvard. So things are looking up in Massachusetts at least. <laughs> That's your hometown? That is the hometown, yes. And, you know, hopefully that young, strong, big-legged boy can bring us some happiness in New England and maybe win us a couple football Well, games. the fact he's going to Harvard tells me that he doesn't care about making it to the NFL. Nope. I assume he's incredibly intelligent. And shout out to him. I think he made a 65-yard field goal. Yeah. Hey. This kid from your high school. Yeah, cool. absolute first high school. Absolute beast. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because he won six years, <laughs> two high schools. Bingo. That's yep. the way they do it in New England. But the way they do it in New England is not that. Mm. Worst loss in Belichick's mm. era. Had a face wipe. Had a what the... F he's, yeah. I think he said the other word. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. did a mother. lot of that. And on the flip side, Dallas Cowboys all the way back. At Ty Schmidt, the other half of the toxic table, not a bad NFL Sunday or for all parties around her. No, absolutely not. You know, on the flip side of that, like every once in a while, you know, the silver lining kind of finds you. I mean, Packers get their asses beat on Thursday night. They just get thoroughly embarrassed. I get to go into Sunday just, hey, just enjoy the slate. We got a lot of great games today. It's kind of nice just being a fan of everybody and not having to, to you know, watch your team and get all pissy with every single you know, possession and, oh, we can't stop the run. We can't pick up any first downs. You're just watching ball. You're just watching ball. A lot of great football games yesterday. I had an absolute blast. Yeah, there was a couple blowouts, obviously. Mm -hmm. There was a couple big-time comebacks. Yep. And I think with the Eagles, let's remember, that was their first 1 o'clock game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that first half I thought was going to come quick, you know, for all primetime, primetime, primetime. You go back into playoffs slash primetime, yep. primetime, yep. primetime. That's their first 1 o'clock game. Mm. Commanders came out, punched them in the mouth. Yeah. But then the Eagles answered. Then Sam Howell shows that he's got the cut yeah. of the right jib, mm -hmm. taking him down there in fourth quarter. And Ron Rivera says, these guys were gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good Lord. What about their team not being gas, Coach? What are we doing? Two yards away? We want to continue to do this? We can steal one <laughs> yeah. right now from the Philadelphia Eagles in the division. They choose not to do it. But it was a great Sunday slate leading into Sunday Night Football where Zach Wilson, mm. the Cougar Hunter. Oh, yeah. That's right. The BYU kid. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Who's doing this at draft night? Oh, yeah. yeah. Looking around. Trying to fit in. Yeah. A man who's had a rough go over there in uh, New Jersey, New York for that Jets fandom. Outplayed Patrick Mahomes on a Sunday night football game where we saw Patrick Mahomes throw two picks that we ain't never see. No, weird. Never see. That type of touch stuff is Patrick Mahomes. So maybe there was just a little bit more humility, or maybe that was this, you know, Swifty yeah. Breeze. Yeah. Oh, there's a Swifty Breeze coming oh, through. Oh, she there. was there again? She was there. Also, Deadpool there. Yep. Wolverine there. Yep. And the chef from QE4 TSG, yes. I've been told. Really? Correct. I believe. Yeah, right? Is that all right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. Anthony, who's from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, he oh, was there yep. in the ground. Uh, Brittany uh, Mahomes was obviously there. She was the whole crew. Diana Rossini was on this video before mm -hmm. she was on this video. She was getting everything in there. But the, the energy and juice that was coming into that Sunday Night Football was obviously palpable. Yes. Mm -hmm. But now there's a whole new generation of people watching NFL football. And 
they're thinking Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. That's right. Yes, they do. And that is something that we got to kind of figure out. And uh, I think this is good for Patrick Mahomes' experience. They get a win. They get past it. But this is just one of those, you know, chip on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. His his strength coach that he personally has is going to be able to pull from this. Andy Reid's going to be able to pull from this. Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to pull from this. Ultimately, in the end, I think this is going to make the Chiefs better, even though they got to win, and he slides and saves the day at the end of the whole thing. But what I saw out of the Jets makes me think, hey, why not the Jets back in the playoff hunt this particular season? Aaron Rodgers uh, told an NBC reporter that he's planning on coming back this season. We saw him walking Mm -hmm. just around with those crutches. He said, let me get one. Spun the ball a little bit. What did you take away from last night's Sunday Night Football game, Tone Diggs? uh, Trying to get the bad taste of what the Pittsburgh Steelers are out of your mouth and enjoying the hell out of Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and the boys on Sunday Yeah, they stink like Connor. I've moved on. Um, Smart. You mean on the field last Didn't night? Didn't you or say this, Canada, this? Canada? No, I'm not getting into it. But, uh, well, hold on. What, 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 where were you going with that one? <laughs> well, it wasn't just Canada. No. Because I think he said yeah, he, they need to look at an entire readjustment of the entire organization. All I, yeah. all I was saying is if you are unwilling to make a change, it's going to start falling on your shoulders. That's all I said. Oh. Your. Who's your? Somebody I'll hire in the organization. Then who? Then the offensive coordinator. Maybe even higher than the head coach. Oh, hire the sell head coach. the team. So you, so you, the Rooneys need to step in and say, Whoa. get this guy out of here. That Canada guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't think you're the only one that feels that way. I think the entire world has felt that way. But the first time I've ever heard you say another name that wasn't the Rooney. Yes. Wasn't the general manager. No, right. Wasn't, wasn't the offensive coordinator. It was that other piece. Yeah. That's yeah. Very, I ain't saying it, 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 it on this program. No, but in the group text, Tom goes. Maybe they should look at Fire yeah. Tom. Yeah. Get rid of him. Yeah, so you didn't say it. I, I, thought, said, those, I thought that was a safe place. No, yeah, Tone said it. Tone was in his emotions. So, so to get past that, yes. and congrats to C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he <laughs> is a player. Yeah, he is a guy. And D'Amico Ryan seems to have them yeah. flying around. Congrats to Houston Texans. We thought that juice would go towards T.J., mm-hmm. and we thought that would go towards the Pittsburgh team. Instead, Pittsburgh Steelers were dead. And on the flip side, C.J. Stroud's a dude. I yep. mean, absolute dog. And the way they were able to attack Kenny, I mean, yeah. look out for Houston. Seriously. That's yeah. not a, Two so, big wins in a row for them. Uh, are we talking Sunday out on the field or just the entire absurd thing. coverage of what's happening with Taylor Swift and Travis? Oh, you hate absurd. it. Absurd. I didn't hate it, but it was on the Sunday night in America on Sunday night program. <laughs> football I think that's what America. it's called. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. They, it was every three seconds. You know seconds. the name of Football Night in America. Yeah, yes, it was did. every three seconds, and the people on that panel – Aren't the most up to date with the what's going on in America, so I wouldn't Ooh. say what they were talking about. Well, what's about. going on in America, just, Tony? Just in in American lore right now. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. Sure. Like, that makes sense. What yep. you're saying. Right. Like I don't know if Garrett and Sims are the guys that should be talking about what's going on with Taylor Swift and, and stuff like that, but. You know, the NFL's now got it in their bios. It's the NFL's. A lot NFL. of people very pissed about how oh, yeah. 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 it was cute. We were happy for them. Yeah. Now I got to deal with every single first commercial, first commercial break. Taylor Swift movie coming out. Theaters only. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to go. Second commercial break. The actual first commercial, because they were doing a shot of Times Square, yep. was actually a commercial for Taylor Swift's movie in Times Square. So oh. second commercial break. First commercial, also Taylor Swift, by way of the Times Square kind of cutaway. And then they ran another commercial of it at the end. And then Pacheco scores, and he's about to do his. Uh We can't even get to. They go straight up to Hall. Yeah, we're happy in there. So we would like to let the Swifties know we appreciate the hell of you guys watching football. Yep.
But there are some people in the football community that are not thrilled <laughs> about, yeah. about how it's going. And I think that is only the beginning because there's a lot of people that think this isn't real love. What? what? Who, who thinks that? Who? Uh, not me. What son of a bitch? Don't, I, I want names now. <laughs> just look on the internet. Just look on the internet. There's a lot of people that think this maybe isn't real. And I would like to let everybody know, as a friend of Travis Kelsey, very lucky. I think we consider ourselves friends. Sure. You know, he lives in a different city. I live in this city. We only really talk. Yeah. So I don't know. We're close. Uh, yeah. That's today's right. friends. Close acquaintances. Yeah. acquaintances. We are acquaintances. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Absolutely. I am thrilled for him. And you know, Taylor, her love story's been documented. Oh, yeah. I'm happy for her because I think Travis could be the guy. She seemed genuinely pumped uh -huh. that entire time for Travis. People seem to be missing that. I think the reason why football fans are so mad is, well, I'm watching football. Okay. All yeah. right. You're never going to be able to get that I'm out mad. of people. Right. But also, I think a lot of people think they're getting worked right now. Oh. You know what I mean? They think, it's a, they think it's kind of a work. Does she respect football? I okay. think she does. I think she oh, does, then yes. what was Travis doing at her place on, on Saturday night when he's got a game on Sunday? Whoa. He slept at the team hotel. He woke up as early as possible, went and visited her, brought her coffee because he's a gentleman, which is exactly yep. what we've been talking mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. this entire time. I just hope he doesn't lose sight of number one. He, he had a ball a lot. Yeah, he, he looked good. He had a ball a lot last yeah. night. And to be honest, what the Jets defense was able to do in the second half, they tightened that thing real down. Oh, yeah. That Jets defense is a real deal. Joining us now is a guy who's a part of many defenses, great defense, a guy who played safety, Bye. nickel, Bye. and corner, host of the Man to Man podcast and NFL matchups this week. Great episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. D-Butt, whenever you see Patrick Mahomes perform the way he did last night, what do you think <clears throat> to yourself? And what are your thoughts going forward for this Chiefs offense? Are they worried? Uh, I think, number one, don't panic. You know, because I, that's the first thing to do. You see him, you know, throwing interceptions. But that's kind of been, honestly, who he is. He's a great player. He's obviously going to make great plays 95% of the time. But he's going to give you a few opportunities a game. And for some reason throughout his career, people have dropped him. Uh, the Jets, they, they caught a few of them. Caught one late and got a flag Ooh. a little bit late after that. But don't well, panic. You're talking about sauce. Uh yeah, yep. he salted him. Yep. Uh, he, he, yeah, he did. There he it, was, is. it was physical. I don't think it was. It was I, I was asleep at this time, so I only seen the highlights here. Uh, I don't know if this was PI or holding. Was, what was they it called hold, holding? So call. that's what. Whenever I saw it, it felt like that was a hold. As yeah. a, I passed out. By the way, I'm getting old, man. It's getting tough. Yeah, I'm watching these so. games the next morning. I feel like I watched Skip Bayless. They ran a commercial for Skip Bayless, mm -hmm. like he was on his bike watching all the games. That's what I feel like now is this old ass man catching up to the end of this. What a let me. Here's some stats about the end of last night's game. Here we go. Yeah, here's wow. some stats about the end of last night's game. Uh, Mahomes only threw for 99 yards. And through two picks in the last eight drives Jeez. of that game. That never happens. Ever. Normally, it's a complete opposite yep. there. So maybe we need to be recognizing how great this Jets defense is yeah. because over the last couple of weeks, they've it's not been talked about at all. They going into the season, it's like, hey, Aaron Rodgers has a defense mm -hmm. that's going to be top three, top five in the league. Then the first couple of weeks without Aaron, Zach Wilson in there, they're like, offensive line not good. Defense also, what have they been? Mm -hmm. Last night, they locked it down. This is what we need to see, right? Absolutely. You need to see it week in and week out. And part of that is the quarterback and the offense moving the ball, putting points up, keeping the chains moving because that gives the defense an opportunity to rest. I don't care how good your defense is. If every time you go on the sideline and you hear, hey, punt ready, you know, a minute after being on the sideline, you're going to get worn down. You're going to get points put on your head. But uh, defense played great. Started up front with the guys um, getting after the quarterback and uh, making them uncomfortable. But I think the Chiefs in that offense will be okay. They kind of always start off a little slow. And then you know what I enjoyed, Ty? What's and that? I think you'll appreciate this. And you too, Connor. Okay. Because although you are the talks table, you do like some good team chemistry. Oh, yeah. You know, Aaron traveled out there the night before and said, I'm sick of the finger pointing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I like everybody was there to lift up Zach Wilson. It did. I mean, there was arms around yeah. shoulders. Yeah. There was conversations. LeBron James got in on the action. Hey, Zach, good work, kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It felt like everybody was rallying around Zach Wilson. I don't know how Jets fans were reacting in the stadium there mm-hmm. early, and I don't know how everybody else is, but it did feel like there was much more of, mm-hmm. uh, hey, we don't hate Zach Wilson as much as maybe it appeared publicly we did in the past. And I think that's directly attributed to Old Stash coming back and saying, hey, boys, what did you learn about Aaron and his presence last night? He's moving much better than I think any of us could have imagined. That is the first thing that shocked me is the pace at which he was moving on those crutches. It was like, oh, shit, he he might be back week 10, week 11. So the Jets just need to tread water until he might. But I, I think you're right. I think he's just a calming presence. He's kind of the... I mean, and Salah said this, like, leading up to the season. Like, he's an, he's another coach, you know, and these guys look up to him and respect him in that way. But I think it was one of those things, too, where, like, Zach Wilson, he just needed to – he's so inside his head right now, and I'm sure having Rodgers there who probably talked to him pregame, and I don't know if he was, you know, on the headset at all and could communicate with he him. He was on his phone there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he was I on think he was phone. checking stats there, see how, yeah. no, see how Zach was doing. But know. I think it might have been one of those things where he, he like, he kind of, he wanted to show out for Rodgers a little bit, you know, and yeah. it's like he fought, it looked like he was playing with confidence. Which, oh, yeah. At, like, what we've talked about, you know, leading up to the, that that game last night all year is like, this guy's broken. He has no confidence. Mm-hmm. He obviously has all the physical traits that you need to be good in the NFL playing quarterback, but he just had no confidence. And last night, he was just letting it rip. And then his guys were going out and making plays for him. Too. Speaking of letting it rip, Tommy Townsend hit a post-safety oh. punt, 80 yards in the air. Okay? So, that is so far. Just just <laughs> let, like 80 <laughs> yards in the air. It's like a 70-yard punt in the air, pretty much. Like, my career long is 74 yards, I think. And I got, like, 16-yard roll for that whole thing. Because remember, when it comes to punting, we don't get the credit for the behind the scrimmage. So, it's just from the line of scrimmage. Normally, guys hit the ball about 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. So, if you hit a 55-yard punt, that's actually a 65-yard punt from where you're punting it from. Field goals count from the where the ball was placed. Punts only count from the line of scrimmage because it's how many yards you're gaining in a punt, which is the only thing that matters. So, after a safety, when you're standing out there all by yourself, it's weird, first of all. I never really... I don't think I've ever gotten comfortable doing it. In my practicing, it's even mm-hmm. kind of weird because mm. you're standing there, you spin the ball to yourself. As you spin the ball, it's like that's the go, and then you just got to punt it. He hit the ball so far, I, and they cut away. They didn't even show it pretty much because they were highlighting how it wasn't supposed to be a safety with the face mask happening yeah. in the field of play as opposed to in the end zone. And this safety kind of really moved. The momentum yeah, in the yeah. Jets' favor heavily. I mean, it felt like there was real juice in the building in the way the Jets were playing. But Tommy Townsend needs to be right. I don't think I've ever seen a ball hit that far in my life. I mean, I'm sure there has been somewhere. That was phenomenal. Just with how uncomfortable it is, shout out to Tommy Townsend. Yeah. And also, for a nice reminder, you know, just in case I ever start thinking, oh, I should go back to the league. Yeah, I shouldn't. <laughs> that guy was phenomenal. Speaking of, yeah, there's, yeah. Great walk. Yeah, I mean, Tommy. I'm a big fan of old Tommy. Mm-hmm. He's got great hair. Rookie year in a Super Bowl. Just got dropped in there. Yep. Didn't hit his best ball. Yep. Was excited to see how he was going to respond. He's a dog. He's come back stronger, better than ever. He's a massive piece of that team because normally when you play on very good offenses, you're only punting like one or two times. And when you punt, by the way, it matters. Hey, big time. We, this is this is really matters. Teams, guys that punt for bad teams are punting the ball six, seven, eight times a game, and it's like you can have four or five misses. 
You know what I mean? As long as your other three are big, because it's a game of averages. That's literally what punting is. When you're punting once or twice, first of all, you got to stay in the game. First of all, you stay war- or second of all, you got to stay warm. And then last but not least, when you're punting, it's normally going to be a pretty like, hey, hey, come on, we, you didn't do anything today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, we need like a 60 yarder right now. It's like, all right, well, here we go. I always appreciated that whenever, because I, I was very lucky. The guy is going to join us in about an hour or so. Peyton and I had never experienced a game where I didn't punt. You know, always the goal, and I'm on the side of that mm-hmm. for sure. Where everybody's like, must be the easiest job on earth. It's like, well, I wish I was putting 10 times a game. Man. Get into a nice groove. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do the whole thing. Miss hit six of them. Hit some four good ones. Mm-hmm. No pressure ever. We stink. Let's just move to the next one. So Tommy Townsend, very proud of you, pal. That was a great ball. Oh. That was a great ball, too. Speaking of people we're proud of, how about the Buffalo Beals? Man. Stephon Diggs, three touchdowns. We saw the highlight earlier. Mm-hmm. Him breaking that tackle whenever he should have went down. Absolute no. mentality. I loved everything about it. But Josh Allen, you know, after that first week where he played not great mm-hmm. and everybody was talking about how the Beals are maybe going to have a down year and there's some stuff happening behind the scenes. This guy wants out. This coach isn't doing the right thing. This stuff isn't happening. Drama in Buffalo is what we all thought after the first week and that's because result oriented business like the NFL, since then, they've been untouchable. And they absolutely sunned your Miami Dolphins this weekend and brought them back down to reality. Are the Dolphins dead or are the Beals much better than we could have ever imagined? Nah, Dolphins will be back. Uh, tough opponent, and fortunately we'll see that team again. But uh, Josh Allen, I mean, he's been incredible. Since that week one, uh, Blub, he came out and, and put it, took ownership, took ownership, said, hey, that's on me, can't do it, same shit over and over. And from then on, Raiders, Commanders, and now you had the Dolphins like, okay, this is a real team, this is a real test, and just rubbed, rubbed the floor with him. And uh, Diggs, Diggs kind of set the tone from the jump. You know, even didn't get matched up with Xavier Howard as much as I would have liked, but uh, set the tone uh, as a dog. And then Josh Allen being able to be under center and hand the ball off to those running backs, yeah. play action off of that, and then just make good decisions when he's on the move. Obviously, his arm, he can make all the throws in the world. Uh, he, Tough, tough team to stop right now. Okay, let's talk about the Bills' defense, too. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. massive yeah. love to stop a team yeah. that just scored 70. Uh, they played 71% zone yesterday, which is the highest Smart. this season by far. Ton of cover, too. Feels like that's the right play from McDermott and the boys with the Buffalo Bills. Play some two and, and some uh, some Palms coverage. And that was a question with the Bills, too. With palms coverage. Like, what the hell is that? Losing Leslie Frazier. So now you have Sam McDermott calling the defense again. So Palms is basically... Quarters coverage, but it can also turn into two depending on what the number two receiver does. So it's quarters basically until it's not. So if Safe. Number, yep. If number two breaks out mm. within the, you know, six yards or less, then that corner rolls up and it becomes cover two. But um, they played a lot of that, and they were on point. They were disciplined, and the guys rushing <laughs> rushing the passer yeah. are dogs. Okay, so two had only been sacked once in three games. Mm-hmm. Okay, yesterday he was sacked four times. Mm. Uh, They're up to 16 sacks and 11 takeaways for the Buffalo Bills defense. Those both lead the league, and they're without Von Miller. Yeah, yeah. Employer, employer. Lost Tredavious White yesterday. Yeah, that looked like uh, Achilles, they're saying. Milano and Hyde were flying around, though, all day. Yeah, like, hide, yeah, hide on the ball, by the way. He's... Oh, yeah. He, he has some to, wiggle. I thought he, he was oh, about yeah. to take he that used thing. He used return, right? Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Green, he yeah. looked very mm-hmm. comfortable with the rock. Ooh. I mean, I love Ooh, it. Okay. Holding it out like this, too. Yeah. I'm big. Spin move? Yeah. What? Yeah, this Buffalo Bills team was under the radar. Then week one sent them under the entire NFL conversation. And then it's like, oh, the Jets' new toy. Jets' new toy. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins. Oh! Yeah. Lambo. Yeah. New toy. And the Buffalo Bills found themselves in a situation with how successful they've been over the last few years to be able to pull from, oh, nobody likes us. Yep. And that type of mentality, that type of thing, if used properly, can really flip a switch. And since week two, this team has been dominant. And we need to start paying attention more. That's including me. 
I'm not talking about, you know, finger pointing here. Sure. I'm saying I thought the Dolphins were just going to beat the hell out of them. I had no idea that Diggs was going to stone cold some yeah. beers yeah. after what? scoring a touchdown, after running through a guy and then scored two more. The team still has all the players we've hyped up over the last couple of years, and they've put it together. More respect needs to be shown for Bill's Mafia, I do believe, from us. Yeah, especially when they're playing in Buffalo, because that was one of, if not the best environment uh, yesterday and in these, you know, few early You're talking weeks. about Lucas Oil Stadium? Well, Lucas Oil was definitely a great environment, but, you know. Dup, dup. I don't know what this song is called. I think it's called Maria Say yeah. Love oh, or something like that. <laughs> and you got to go to about a minute six into it. But the Indianapolis Colts have found their stadium song. Yeah. Okay. They have found their stadium song, and it is glorious. People actually get out of their seats for not, once? Not or? just out of their seats. We're talking people that probably haven't Whoa. danced in years. Yeah, going yeah. off. Jumping, stand. Whole place. Crazy. And then, then Anthony Richardson starts yep. doing Anthony Richardson stuff, and all of a sudden we almost steal the freaking win. But yep. Matthew Stafford is an artist with the football. This yeah. watching him live oh, yesterday man. from where our seats are at the end of the end zone or whatever. He's he. First of all, the spiral is tight. So tight. So perfect. Oh. And he puts it. He. It's like. It's literally like he's shaping. He pulled this one over one of our safeties that then. Defied physics and yeah. then t- turned straight down into uh, I forget whose hands. And then the guy got crushed by like two different what. And he's just dealing out there. Hurt his hip about uh, quarter two, I think. But he, that, oh. I mean, that was the one right there, Tapuka. Yeah, and him mm-hmm. and Puka are just an unstoppable Tapuka. force. This guy, fifth rounder out of BYU, watching him in person, awesome. Always happy too. Uh-huh. His vibes on the field are immaculate. His obvious ability is through the roof. Um. And then he's got a quarterback that loves him mm-hmm. in Matthew Stafford and is looking for him. I really appreciated watching the Rams play yesterday. I didn't love that we were just getting boat raced early, mm-hmm. but I like the cut of our boys' jib. Yeah, Anthony Richardson came back. 360 spike is back in this love thing. It. Colts fans, I think, I'm not, I don't want to speak for everybody, I left there going, all right, we found a song for the stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We found a song for the stadium. Jim Irsay danced at halftime. Yeah. Okay. Jim Irsay dancing at halftime with his granddaughters in the uh Like youth- a first dance, like a wedding? That was like youth cheerleaders. They had choreographed routine, but he did Jim turn danced. It in. Jim Irsay came out golf cart out there. Wasn't that song should have been. They need to play that song for everything in that stadium. But yeah, Jim Irsay danced yesterday at halftime. His dog pooped on the field. Drake, the dog, did poop on the 45 yard line while Jim was dancing. He was so excited all over himself. Big dog. They had to clean that up. It was that was a whole scene. I had to get trainers involved with some water before the second half kickoff could happen. But it was a like and we learned that Anthony Richardson not gonna quit. Okay, he fought back. The team didn't get rattled. Shane Steichen's still out there coaching to win. I I think Colts fans happy, and I'd assume Rams fans very happy with a big time win on the road, especially with how that's a four hour flight after what happened. They feel like they've been in every game. They're like, hey, we beat. Seattle in Seattle. Yeah. Niners, we... Close. That one we should have had. and We all know what the Niners are now. Then they beat the Colts yesterday. I think they proved a lot. But just know, Lucas Oil Stadium is no longer a Lucas Oil Library. Okay. Okay? That is a... For now. That is, no. Forever. Well, yeah. We got an exciting brand of football now. Were they well, putting the noise so. in again, or was Even it week actually? one. Yeah, yeah, we won. Then, to, yeah, I mean, obviously we lost, but... And you know, that, you know that song, dude. You heard it. Yeah, but it hadn't really resonated hadn't yet. On yet. yet. Second half yesterday, as the Colts are coming back, that thing's playing, and you're—they got shots all around the on the jumbotron, which needs to be bigger. Need a bigger. That needs to be bigger. But they're 
everybody in there doing the bushwhackers pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was it was Sick. incredible. Yeah. It, was, it was absolutely incredible. But you're right. Bill's Mafia always going to bring it. Tough place to play up there. Yeah, impossible place to play. And then you like just think of the storylines we've been talking about with Miami, let alone the team as a whole. But like we're talking about Tua and we're talking about Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs probably both not you know disrespected because they've been playing so well, but probably want that conversation to be a little different, especially after the last few years for Buffalo. And you probably yeah. know what the uh, yeah. So on, on Saturday, your team, the Miami Dolphins, were war wearing the thinking emojis. Yep. Yeah, I think on their shirts, mm -hmm. and I don't know if Josh. Uh, heard the real reason why they were wearing those emojis, or if he thought it was disrespectful, mm. or if he was just saying, ah, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't you. know what it is. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, it was the thinking I emoji. I saw him do it. I was like, oh, what is that? Hey, they were vibing yesterday. Oh, yeah. Vibing. Whole team. Boat racers. Both yeah. sides. Yeah, because oh, there was a time at the beginning, what, it was like there wasn't an incompletion until First five like, possessions, yeah. I think they scored touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Was, boom, bang, pow, boom. It was a lot of fun. I mean, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, A-chan. Hey. He had a great Man. game. Again. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> His the I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I'm not telling him. Gumpy, diehard Dolphins fan. What are you calling him? Mute. Your mic's muted. Okay. A chain. I'm sticking with it. He's been playing well since it's been A chain. That's that's what we're going with. As soon as we find out it's A chain, they lose. Yeah. True. Yeah. Still has a hundred on the ground, two totes. And explosive. Yeah, yeah. Very explosive. He is. He is very quickly adapted to the NFL, just like C.J. Stroud down there at Houston. Mm. Now, it was J.J. Watt Ring of Honor Day, so we thought maybe T.J. Watt would get a little bit of a boost from that. Also, Mrs. Mama Watt's birthday. Oh, oh. happy birthday. So, Mama Watt's birthday, J.J. Watt, happy birthday, J.J. Watt's Ring of Honor, where he brings out baby Koa here. It's mm -hmm. an incredible scene where he can't high-five everybody, though. So, happy the baby's <laughs> there, but they put boys on both sides. Uh. So, he's trying to be a good teammate. Boom, bang, pow, trying, trying, catch everybody, can't miss that guy. Yep. Missed a guy. Ooh. Missed two guy. guys. Yeah. Just wait, there's kids coming though. It's about to be a full scene here. Oh no. Yeah, look, uh, look, gotta uh, get the kids. All the guys on the other side. Yep, what yeah, up? Yeah, Thank you for yeah. coming. Kid, 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 need to get the kid. So quite a scene there. Yeah, yep. Excited for what's going on through his head while he's doing that with it. But CJ Stroud, I think he's breaking like everybody's records yeah, right now. Yeah. I think Cam Newton's the only one that he right. hasn't been able to surpass for some sort of record. He's a guy. Yes. And we saw him play against Georgia. Right. And we did a mega cast. Yep. And that was the game I guess he ran the most last year or whatever the case was. I don't know. I didn't do it. This is what Ohio State Buckeyes fans were saying. That's the most we've seen him use his feet in a long time. We're standing on the sideline, and I think it took us, what, three plays? Mm -hmm. We're Oh, that's an NFL quarterback <laughs> yep. right there. Yep. That guy, I would like him to be with the Indianapolis Colts. Then what, some testing results came out? Yeah, the mm -hmm. S2 deal. The S2 thing, yeah. and then there was other stuff Manning coming out. Manning Passing Academy. Which always, yeah, he didn't go to the Manning Passing Academy. It's like all these Ohio stories State. start coming out during the draft, how, the success of previous Buckeye mm -hmm. quarterbacks. And it's like, through the first four weeks, this dude's an NFL quarterback stuff. already. I mean, he's already... Growing pains don't seem to be real. The way they protected against Highsmith and TJ Watt, it's like the Houston Texans are in a completely different spot than they have been in a while. And D'Amico Ryans and the boys down there need to be incredibly proud. Congrats, CJ yeah. and the Texans. 
He just completely demoralized Pittsburgh. You got one Steelers fan saying, fire Tomlin, I guess. And he's never <laughs> said me. that. Yeah. Ever. That was you. I would never. Whoa, Tony. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who might have a little bit more information on a lot of the moves that are being called for around the NFL. There's a lot of them taking place. Carolina, there's a couple. Right. Pittsburgh, there's a couple. Right. New England, there's a couple. Right. I mean, you Chicago, there's I mean, there's a lot of conversation about what the hell is going to happen where. There's one man who has the answers. Ladies and gentlemen, senior insider for the NFL for ESPN, Adam Schefter. What's going on, guys? Happy Monday to you. Thanks for the introduction. Let me just say this, Pat. Great performance on Saturday. Gave you the shout-out on X there. <laughs> I mean, there are many people who are yakking in between segments and coming back and getting back on there. I so great job there. I appreciate that. And the I don't know if you looked at the numbers for that particular post on X. I mean, it was <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> saw that. A lot of people saw that, Shefty. And I sent you a text calling it a hilarious tweet. And uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that. Yeah, I think... And there was a bunch of people, I think you probably saw in your mentions, they were like, oh, he's hung over. It's like, bud, please. Yeah. Please have a little yeah. respect. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I was at Duke. Hey. I was at Duke. Hey. Please. My, How sources much my sources tell me there was a bad dessert that was eaten the night before. Uh, yeah, well, your source is pretty on target. Yeah, because as <laughs> I, I, that wasn't the, so I woke up. And we got to dive into it, I guess, now, because, and Shefty, I hate wasting any of your time. We appreciate you doing this. All good. So Friday, I eat this fruit thing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, I eat this fruit thing. Not a big fruit guy to begin with, but as while I'm eating the fruit, I'm like, oh, little, this is an interesting tasting. So I go back to my room, go to bed, 3.30 a.m. Oh, we got an oven. Oh, no. We got a, we got a fire in the oven. Yeah. S basement clear out okay okay Absolutely. that's 3 30 so i go back lay down oh we're back 4 15 oh we're back 6 a.m yep. but then i thought it was all out there can't be anymore can't literally with everything that just happened <laughs> can't be anymore so i'm walking to the set i walk to the set in the mornings like i enjoy it as i'm walking i start burping a little bit mm. and i'm like gross oh wait a minute so as the show is starting as the show is literally starting i'm like burping i'm like pulling away from the desk and herbs herb street's like What's going on? I'm like, buddy, I think I got a, like, nothing else is wrong with me. I don't have a fever, mm -hmm. but it's just like something's cooking. He goes, are you going to puke? I go, oh, I think so. He starts <laughs> laughing. Obviously, Herbstreit starts <laughs> laughing at me. So for the first hour and a half, I'm just like in between mouth sweats, swallow, oh, actual sweats. When we go over to the thing for Coach Elko and Riley Leonard's mom comes up, yeah, if yeah. you watch that back, I'm trying to stay out of the camera as far as possible because there's a chance right in front of those incredible Duke people. Yeah. I'm releasing the hands mm -hmm. right there. So Riley Leonard's mom comes up, swallow one. Thank you. How are you doing? You suck. You suck this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Lady, I appreciate you. Yeah, he, he sucks, and you sucked it up. Yeah. That's the way it goes. I had to do it. But anyways, uh, after the field goal thing, we're walking through, I think, the Duke Divinity Building. Okay? For those that don't know what divinity means, I looked it up. God. Yeah, so yeah. Mm -hmm. in front of Duke Chapel there, <laughs> one of the nicest buildings I've ever seen. We're walking through there. Mouse sweat's coming. It's almost like trash can right there. So I'm in a corner of this beautiful building, just <laughs> getting it all out. And as soon as it exits, I'm like, man. Feel great? I feel a million times better. I get right back out there. I had to wipe all the sweat off me. I appreciate your reporting on it. And I appreciate everybody <laughs> thinking that Duke would get me to a point that I'd be so hungover, I'd puke. Have some respect. Please. Please. That's Not only for me, but for Duke. You think I'm going to do that to Duke? And also, uh, those game day mornings, I'm up at 6 a.m. So, like, we're not really tying things on on Friday nights. No, no. Although, if I was younger, 
This would be a great show. To be. Oh, yeah. This oh, would yeah. be a great show to be part of. Let's move on. NFL Sunday, Shefty. There were some injuries. We made a graphic here. I don't know how much information you have on all of these guys. What's the yeah. most notable? That Herbert middle finger injury sounded disgusting, looked disgusting. He finishes yeah. the game. Are they doing surgery, or what's uh, what's next for Justin Herbert and his finger? Well, he's got a, he came back and finished the game, and he's got a bye this week. So the bye comes at a good time. It looks like it was dislocated, and I'm sure he'll rest. And that doesn't sound like he's going to miss any time so that that's the good thing i think we're waiting on kenny pickett that likes that looks like the one that could cause him to miss a little bit of time here um matthew judon he's going to be out indefinitely that's a bad injury for the patriots defense mike evans has a five this week hamstring not a big deal at all stafford said he's going to keep playing t higgins has a rib injury he could miss some time uh there's there's your board there christian gonzalez we haven't heard about his shoulder yet okay thank hey all right First of I all, like that. It's like it's like trading cards of injuries. Like you can just put them up and like what grabs your attention? Okay, <laughs> this guy not great. Oh, Tre'Davious White, of course. That was yes. that was the. I, I just noticed the Tre'Davious White in the corner there, and that was the most significant injury on Sunday. Terrible. You knew it right when it happened, and went down with the Achilles. He knew. Everybody knew. And it's unfortunate they're waiting for the MRI to confirm it today. But usually, in the case like that, you don't need the MRI to confirm. What everybody there seemed to know. Trey White had to battle back, right? Didn't he just get back yeah, from an injury? Yes. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He's been playing well, too. Had a pick last uh, last week against the Commanders. He's been playing well, so got it for him. So sorry to all these guys getting injured. This is a part of the NFL process. I don't think I heard you. Kenny Pickett with the knee, that's not uh, that's nothing to be well, I, well, I don't know that yet. We're waiting. I mean, he's having tests done today, I would think, and we'll get more of an update, but I don't have clarity as to how long he'll be out yet. Okay, let's talk about some of the coaching situations around the NFL and if they're starting to happen. I know we're only four weeks into this thing, not even finished with week, week, with week four tonight. But you think about what's going on in some of these places. For instance, the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's an offense coordinator named Matt Canada who has not been able to put up a 400-yard game in how many years now? Ever, Pat. 39 games. 39 games, which I guess is everybody else has done at least nine and a half times or something like that around the NFL. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have just had an inept offense from the very beginning of this entire thing uh, of his start. Tomlin, for the first time, kind of addressed making a change. Normally, he's just like this the whole time. What do you think happens in Pittsburgh with Matt Canada and how do you think it plays out, Shefty? Well, there are a lot of people around the league who thought, obviously, that his job was in jeopardy after last season. And Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, typical to their personality, stayed the course, wrote it out. They've been amongst the most stable franchises in all sports. Mike Tomlin himself yesterday sounded a tone that you don't normally hear. He was the one who said there are going to be changes. Now, I I don't know that they're firing Matt Canada today. I haven't heard that. Um, He stood by him. But clearly, they have to do something to shake up the offense. The problem is, you know, we're four games into the season, 23.5% done the season. What, what, what do you want him to do at this point in time? Like, you think they're going to fire him and bring in an offensive coordinator and overhaul the offense at this point in time? It's, they're sort of stuck right now in the position that they are. And there were a lot of people who felt like they should have made this change at the end of last year. That was the time to do it. Once you get in season, it's just a little bit more challenging. Not that they can't do it. They can't promote somebody else and have somebody else run the offense. Mike Tomlin was the one yesterday who out loud said there are going to be changes. I don't know what those changes are yet, but he sounded like a man determined to shake it up a little bit. What if it was Ben Roethlisberger, Chef T? What if it was Ben Roethlisberger coming (laughs) back, calling the place, doing his thing? Pittsburgh would lose their mind. We would be without footballing. 
True. Which is the podcast. Yeah. But he knows the language, knows the plays, knows everything. I mean, that could be an easy transition, but that would be quite a big ask for a guy who's in retirement. Let's go to Carolina. Uh, there's a press conference where Frank Reich basically admits that he makes a massive mistake in a play call to one of his biggest players. And if you think about what Carolina was able to do last year with not Frank Reich and basically Sam Ross, the better quarterback, and now with Frank Reich, what is the conversation over there? I'm not. I'm assuming they're not going to make any changes. Obviously, first year rookie quarterback and everything like that. But did they think this was going to go a little bit better, a little bit differently with Coach Frank Reich? Oh, well, I think that they had to assume it was going to go a little bit better. Right now, they're sitting there with the second pick in the draft. The offensive line looks shaky. Bryce Young, they're waiting for him to emerge. Like, here's the thing. You put on the games and you watch, and it just feels like right away, C.J. Stroud has popped. He's thrown 151 passes, hasn't thrown an interception, looks calm, cool, collected, and composed. You watch Anthony Richardson. He looks like a man among boys out there. You watch Bryce Young, and players develop at different rates. But we haven't seen what we've seen so far from Stroud and Richardson so far through four games, whatever that means. So I think that that's a little bit worrisome. You're sitting there knowing that they're going to have one of the worst records in football this year, and they're not going to have their first-round pick next year. It's going to be in the hands of the Chicago Bears. So I think there are some questions there that they have to answer. It has not started out the way that they would like. They have not impressed so far. But we're only four games in, Pat. There's time to go, right? Yeah, and then your head coach, and listen, I love Frank Reich. I was very lucky to be a player when Frank Reich was coaching at the Indianapolis Colts. Every human appreciates Frank Reich, the human being. At the Indianapolis Colts here, it didn't work out. The culture, we're learning about what the culture was behind the scenes, and don't love that, that that happened. And then yesterday at his press conference, he was very transparent. Well, I called a play for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen was not on the field playing, so I got to know that better, and... Yeah, I just, it's like, whoa, well, you know, inside thing. voice, inside voice, inside yeah. voice. We don't need to hear yeah. that, you know? He, he's got he's got a great staff. I mean, that is a really strong staff. Jim Cobwell and Thomas Brown and Josh McCown, he's got some real brain power on that staff there. Um, I, I don't know, they step in and help him uh, prevent him from brain cramps like that in the future. I, I don't know what happened, why that happened yesterday, but... Their staff is too talented to make mistakes. Oh, the internet, as soon as they watch it, all Panthers fans are like, oh, yeah. this yeah. guy, yeah. this <laughs> is the guy. I mean, it's just, that's the NFL, the though. That's what living. it is, yeah. Jim Caldwell, I love him as well and that entire staff. Hopefully they'll be able to figure it out. But, boy, they had to have thought it was going to go differently. Connor has a question for you, Shefty. Yeah, Shefty, a week ago today we're talking about Kirk Cousins or someone going to the New York Jets. Is that completely out the window now that Zach Wilson played the first good game in his entire career? And do you It think- was great. Yeah. You know, I know, I, I know, that's what I said. Take it easy, it's, Rodney. It's the first time he's ever had two <laughs> touchdowns and no picks. Yeah, yeah I'm not okay. Go yeah, what do you want to talk, Chris Jones? Tell uh, him to bury him? No, I'm not going full, Rodney. I'm just pointing <laughs> out a statement of fact that that yeah. was his first great game. All right. Well, Connor, you, okay. you asked if it's out the window. I don't know that it was ever in the window. Everybody was talking about it. You know, they wanted it to happen. They wanted the Jets to trip for Kirk Cousins. But once the Vikings did that, they're signing off on their season. They just won a game yesterday. Nobody in that division so far is running away with it. Detroit's been very impressive so far with what it's done. Uh, Detroit's yeah, they're running away with it, Jeff. A little bit. Get out, man. Get out, man. We're taking off, man. <laughs> yeah. They're not just running with it. They're flying with it. But you're right. There's still a way to backdoor in the playoffs over there. But, yeah, so that's why you're not trading Kirk Cousins away. And that's why it hasn't come up. And that's why they haven't considered it so far. And look, that's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for Zach Wilson to show some signs of life. 
that he did yesterday, that you're waiting for this light to go on. You're waiting for all the Swifties to wonder, hey, maybe they should be benching, as you mentioned, Patrick Holmes, not Zach Wilson. My daughter last night, my son texted me. He's like, I can't get our daughter, who's turning 15 years old tomorrow, he can't get her away from the TV. She's never been like that. Now, why was that last night, right? It was Taylor Swift. So she watched and she's like, what's all this talk about Zach Wilson? He's pretty good. Handsome, too, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, he's got Dropping that boy. That. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, and you see all the boys, arms over their shoulder, over mm-hmm. their shoulders. Hey, he made a mistake. We all made a mistake. We appreciate him. It's a much different tone around Zach Wilson. So well, there, I, I noticed Zach Wilson, after, yeah, I lost the game with that fumble. I lost the game. That, that was changed. different than the mm-hmm. stuff that he was saying last year. Imagine Aaron next to him. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. We lost this. You, you and I lost this game. Yeah, that is that's part of the job, pal. That is just how this whole thing goes. I appreciate that taking place. Uh, a report from NBC. I forget who got it. Aaron told them uh, that he would be back this season. Is that what you're hearing as well? Because honestly, uh, people yeah. would think that we would have heard that. He kind of alluded to it in the first interview whenever we were at Colorado. We were drinking Terramana tequila with right. The Rock, and he was on some <laughs> painkillers, I believe, as well. Yeah. So a lot of the things that were being said there, who knows what's real, what isn't. But he alluded to, like, no timetables. I'm going to get back as soon as possible. Right. AJ said this season, and he said, I'm not ruling anything out. Then last night they report that he said he's thinking this season. Is that what you're hearing as well? And well, how would that be it's possible? All, it's, it's all the same. It's just the language you want to use. He's going to try to keep coming back for this season, but there are a few things that essentially have to happen, right? Like the Jets have to stay alive. They have to keep it competitive. They have to give him a reason to come back. He has to be coming along in his rehab and and his progress enough so that he can get back in time. So there are a whole slew of factors that have to work together to get him. Does he want to come back? Is he going to shoot to come back? Absolutely. Can he do it? Yeah, he can do it. But there still are so many things that have to happen to put it into place that it's just a premature idea in my mind right now. Doesn't mean he won't do it. Everybody wants to see the guy back as soon as possible. But how are the Jets playing? Is he coming back if the Jets are 5-10 and 10 to play the last two weeks? No. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, you just said Zach Wilson's going to stink the rest of the year. Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah, Shafty, you did. Shafty, you did. Because that defense, you, they, uh, they held... Patrick Mahomes, 99 yards over the last eight drives. Two picks. I mean, they made him look nothing. Who was that? Is anyone breaking news right there, Shefty? Any breaking news? I'm, somebody texted me. It's all good. Is it breaking? Anything breaking? Anything Nothing sweet? Killer. Nothing breaking as of, at this moment, no. Oh, something cooking, though. That's kind of a seed there that's Ooh. cooking. Something's always cooking, Pat. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that, Shefty. Hey, I, I've heard from people that used to work with you uh, that are now with game day. They talk about just, like, your absurd work ethic, how, like, 2.30, text message comes. He's <laughs> somehow <laughs> up, yeah. bang, how we doing? We're back in it. So I got massive respect for you, pal. Okay. Diggs has a question for you. Uh, Shefty, fun fact. The Steelers actually aren't the worst offense in the NFL. The Bengals are actually 32nd in points, yards, yards per play, and touchdowns. Wow. Um, so I want wow. my question for you there is what is going on in Cincinnati? A little bit of a pundit there. And is there any insider info on what's going on with the Bengals offense? Well, I think that they've been one of the most disappointing teams so far. I mean, you, you, I, I was around them this summer for one day and I left there thinking the energy in that building and that meeting room around that team was incredible. Like I walked out of there and I said, I'm picking this team to win the Super Bowl because that's how confident they felt, and that's the energy that was there. But they started out. It just feels like from the moment that Joe Burrow hurt his calf that first day, everything's been out of sync, out of whack. 
and just not working the way that they want. They have so much talent on offense and should be so much better. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do right now, but they need to get their quarterback healthy. Are they going uh, to bench him? Are they going to rest him? <laughs> I don't think he's going to rest. I, I, I think he continues to play through it. I think unless he has a setback, he's not going to rest. And he hasn't had a setback. The offense just hasn't hummed the way that they had hoped it would. It's, yeah, but defense are attacking them as if he can't move. Yeah. So it's like it's just uh, it feels like he's going to have to prove that he can move. And until then, mm-hmm. feels like people are going to feast. I, you know a lot more about smacking him too. Yeah, hands in a face. Oh, there's hands oh, yeah. in a face. I mean, it is it is different. I would like I would like to see Joe Burrow with a healthy training camp one time. Me too. Cool. You know what I mean? I would like to see it one time. What's that? We got news? Is that news? You just got news? Uh, no. No, we we got interesting text. So. Uh, Nothing that I can report right now, but... Uh, hey, we're on ESPN. Whoa. You can break the news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're on ESPN. We're like, we got even the little logo down there. <laughs> That's the... Uh, you know what I mean? We're doing the whole thing. I know, but Pat, sometimes when you get texts of information, you just can't just... You got to check out to make sure that... Oh, we don't do that. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, that's not that. our thing. No, we just we get a text and we just let it eat. You know what I mean? That's why you are who you are. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Shefty, yes. would you please explain this situation to the best of your knowledge to me like I'm an absolute moron. Um, David Bakhtiari, we thought maybe everything was okay. He played week one against yep. the Bears. We knew, obviously, that there were some issues with his knee, but now all of a sudden he had another surgery. He's going to potentially need to get his knee scoped again within the next few weeks, and he's probably going to miss this entire season. How the hell did we get here? Well, obviously he had some sort of setback, and that knee didn't respond because it was feeling good. And it's to the point where something went wrong. And obviously the knee has given him so many problems and issues through the years that inevitably these are the kind of issues that can arise, and it did, and it's unfortunate. They miss him. They need him out there. He wasn't out there. You saw the pressure that Jordan Love was on. Something went wrong with that knee. There was some sort of setback within the last 10 or so days. I I don't know specifically what that was, but clearly something went wrong to where he had to have the procedure, to where he is out indefinitely, to where there are questions about whether he can ever play again. You want that guy out there. You just don't know. And I think it was on his mind. Like If he had any more issues, he's played so long at such a high level, made so much money. Is it worth fighting through all this to get back, it takes a toll. And so you have to wonder about the effects of that, but everybody wants the guy back out there as soon as possible. Yeah, and you were to think uh, that Bakhtiari also feels terrible watching what is happening with the offensive line while he's not in both last year and this year. So you talk about the mental toll, I think that is probably weighing in on him. But boy, I've never seen anything like this, where yeah, right. play, then not play, then not play, then play, then not play. And th- Does anybody have answers? Like, does any doctor or trainer or anybody know why or any of this is happening? Well, uh, again, he had the procedure. So they obviously found something that they felt like they needed to correct, whatever okay. that is. Right? That's good news. Wait, wait. Get him on the show. Well, see, that's the thing. We don't like putting people in interesting situations. No. You know what I mean? Because then once we start firing questions. Just inside. Like you, you're supposed to be in an interesting situation because you have all the information. So we're supposed to ha, 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 boom, bang, pow. Don't like putting people in a spot where they could potentially get killed. You know what I mean? That's kind of a thing. Now, you insiders, though, mm. that's we kind of your killed. life. That's we your get life. <laughs> that is your life. Uh, let's turn to the night. D-Bud has a question for you, Chef D. Yeah, tonight, Jamal Adams is slated to make his debut. Obviously, he's yeah. missed a ton of time with some injuries. Um, have you heard anything about a pitch count for him? And uh, is there any update with Saquon? Is he still doubtful? Any chance yep. he goes tonight? 
you know, listen, now, it, the interesting thing about the league with doubtful, the doubtful designation is guys that are given that designation almost never play. So they might as well just rule them out. But I guess they're keeping alive hope for some reason. Saquon's not expected to play tonight. So, again, he's getting closer. He's getting better. But it is still a high ankle sprain. Jamal Adams, he hasn't played in exactly 385 days since tearing that quad in the opening game last year. So I can't imagine uh, as much as well-conditioned as he is that he's coming in and playing a full game. But the fact that he's out there tonight is a huge win, and they're going to use him, and he wants to be out there, and he's going to be out there, and I'm sure he'll make some impact plays. I can't imagine he's going to play a full game right away out of the box, but he'll be out there tonight. Anything else we missed about tonight's game, Shefty? Saquon, Jamal Adams, Seahawks offensive line has been a problem with the injuries to Abe Lucas and Charles Cross, and they've not been able to get Geno the time that he needs, which has not allowed them to run the type of offense that they want. Uh, Kenneth Walker's been a machine. Giants offense needs to get untracked. Big time. Hey. Really struggled in the first half. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Shafty, I love it. I appreciate that. Hey, what have we not covered that we should? Yeah. Offensive line, haven't yeah, asked yeah, about yeah. that. Yep. Here's another thing we didn't ask you about over the weekend, which kind of so Cleveland Browns, a couple stories coming out here now. Do we know what happened with Njoku and that uh, setup there? Obviously very scary. With fire, oh, fi- yeah. fire, oh. And whenever they said he had, a, he was starting a fire at his house, and then he right. got burnt on his face. Is how bad are we expecting that to be? Because whenever he wears mask like that, they wear ski mask with thing. Worth it? I'm expecting worse. Case is he okay? How close were we to potentially well, not having a know, the, Yeah, the interesting thing was is that they put him down as questionable because they weren't sure if he could get his helmet on over his face where there were burns. You saw him walk in there. He burned his jacked. face. Yeah, he burned. He burned his arms. Oh, well, he's jacked. Um, and again, he was able to get out there and he was able to get the helmet on, which is amazing. Haven't seen the damage. You, you hope it's not bad. Uh, but credit to him for being out there. Kind of like you pay, you know, you got through it and, and David was uh, tough enough to put the helmet on and get out there and play the game yesterday. A little spoil, spoiled fruit, you know, that mm-hmm. easy come, easy go burns are forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that stuff. I hope he's okay. We all hope he's okay to let him know the silver lining. Looked so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so cool. Badass. The ski mask with the visor. Oh, with how ball. All right, we hope you're okay, though. And then the quarterback, we are learning now from Mary Kay. Cabot. 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 A-chan. You were right last week. Okay, you were right last week. Mary Kay Cabot. She's reporting that Kevin Stefanski said that Deshaun Watson was medically cleared to play against the Baltimore Ravens when obviously we saw DTR who did great in preseason struggle and the Browns get a loss to the Ravens and he chose not to play. Is that accurate? And how much do we know about that going into the game? Because... Go ahead. Here's the situation. And and this is to me a part that's always a little bit unsettling about reporting like early injuries because I've had coaches say to me, a guy's going to play and then they call me, hey, he just went out, he didn't feel right, he's not playing. Or he is not playing and then he goes out there, you know what? He woke up that day, felt great. I don't think it happens often, but it does happen. With Deshaun, they were planning for him to start. That was the plan. But part of that plan was we also need to see, considering that he barely threw this week, how he feels in the morning. And he went out in the morning, and he didn't feel good. He didn't feel like he was in a position to play the game. And so they made the decision to go to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR, at that point in time. Like, he just, he wasn't right. He may have been medically clear. He didn't feel right. People, you know your own bodies. And so they took their word. 
That's what he felt. They took his word for it, and, and they went on and started the rookie. That didn't work out great. No, nah, it did not. In DTR, I mean, th- there was a couple throws there where he did not look anything like what he looked in preseason. And we got to remember that, right? Yeah. Kenny Pickett that offense in preseason. DTR in preseason. Aiden O'Connell ended up coming back and doing his whole thing. Mm-hmm. How he looked in preseason. We got to remember that, judging later. We hope Deshaun's okay. We hope Joku is okay, even though his new look is sweet. Yeah. And we can't wait to watch you on TV later, Shefty. We appreciate you, buddy. Men, thank you for having me. Have a great day. We'll see you tonight. Giants, Seahawks, Monday Night Football. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chef. Let's go. And joining us now, live from an attic in Ohio, is a man we haven't heard his thoughts yet because he has been doing the thing that he does, which is being the father of 15 children. He's a COVID survivor, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. A.J., how you doing, pal? Football's good right now. Yeah, quite a quite a good uh, day and night of football yesterday, huh? Yeah, and also Saturday is well. I'm, whenever I say that that football is football's doing it right now, oh, yeah. crushing. You it know is. what I mean? Football is doing it right now. Last year we had a little bit of a run of primetime football sucking, right. okay? And everybody thought maybe football lost its fastball, yeah. you know, because college didn't have as many storylines as it. <laughs> this year. The storylines are in abundance. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 might be stronger than the SEC in Whoa. college ball, let alone with the Big 12 and the Big 10 got cooking. And then you move to the NFL. Wait a minute. The buzzsaw goes into Western New York and gets buzzsawed themselves. The Patriots, the dynasty, Ooh. is dead. What does the next one look like? The Vikings battled against the football gods for an entire half, and then they flip it on the other side and get their first win. There's just storylines in abundance, AJ. I don't know where you want to start, but this is where I would like you to start Christian McCaffrey this dude he was in the MVP conversation obviously in years past when he was at Carolina the team went from Cam Newton's team to Christian McCaffrey's team then in an effort to save money and maybe tank uh they decided to trade CMC to the San Francisco 49ers and literally since day one he has been the epicenter of that offense Shanahan who knew him as a child and has known him his entire life because his dad played for his dad has utilized him in ways that I don't think many coaches would be able to do or put enough trust in what do you see from CMC that makes you believe he's one of the best football players walking on this earth and how do you stop a guy like Christian McCaffrey AJ I mean, it takes a, it takes a village to, to stop him. It takes all 11, as they say. But when you have a coach like this that seems to absolutely just get off on finding ways to get guys like this the ball. And I mean, when you look at their roster, though, and when I say get off, I mean he gets excited. I'm not saying anything sexual there, Pat. I know that your head might have turned. Uh, it wasn't my head. That's right. Everybody said yeah, whatever you yeah. said. Yeah. This guy's bopping. That's what I'm saying, though. You get a, a football guru nerd who loves to just dream up different offensive formations and plays and situations to get in. And you get a, give him a guy like Christian McCaffrey, but – it's also everyone around him, too. Like, look at these wideouts blocking downfield. Look at it. They just seem to do everything right right now. Yeah, and they love it. They love the fact that Christian McCaffrey's eating. I think you heard George Kittle talk about it last year whenever Christian McCaffrey became the – he, like, threw a touchdown, caught a, pat, a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, like, two weeks after joining the Niners. And that Niners team was in the NFC Championship for multiple years. So him just becoming the guy on the offensive side of the ball out of nowhere could ruffle some feathers in the locker room a little bit about, whoa, 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 what about me? Kittle said – uh, he's Christian McCaffrey. Have you seen <laughs> yeah. this guy? It's almost like the respect for him is endless from every football player. And this year he's playing his best ball, D-Bud. Yeah, I mean, he's been that dude since he came in the league, honestly. And even when he got that big payday and still, I believe, the highest paid running back 
The only knock that has been on C-Mag is health. But when he's healthy, I think he's been kind of that clear-cut number one guy. You just see it um, every every play, every drive that seems that this 49ers offense. Brock always going to the right play with the ball, checking that line of scrimmage. And that play, that first play you showed with Trent Williams leading out in front, like he's running like a damn receiver in front of it. It's, yeah. it's crazy, man. And, and just another point, though, tight one with the Cardinals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cardinals, huh? I think, every, I think Lombo said it last. They're going to be a problem. Every single week, the Cardinals are going to be a problem. Played them great, but Brock Purdy proves that very rarely make mistakes. Yes. Yeah. I think he had no, he won five for five or something like that. And his incompletion came very late. Like, yeah. he is a machine. Him and I, mm-hmm. were back on the same page yesterday. Debo, I don't think, had a catch. I remember the whole, like, the whole game. And that's how that team works. Like, last week, Debo went off with a little bit of Matt McCaffrey. The week before that, it was Ayuk. Now it's Ayuk again. It that, Kittle hasn't even really got going, I think, to start yeah. the season. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they have people on top of people. And, and their defense. Yeah, yeah yes. their defense is absurd. AJ, that defense, I don't know what James Conner's doing trying to fight one of them. You know what I mean? Uvonga. Yeah, what was that about? That seemed like there was something personal going on. That was pretty real. I mean, oh, that was a oh, face yeah. grab. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Ufonga, not putting his helmet back on, but yeah. saying, all right, I guess we're fighting now. <laughs> and then everybody else kind of jumping in there. James Conner seemed pissed. He called yeah, him a very- JT. Actually, uh, no, I can't do that on ESPN. <laughs> Wait, what happened? What's I was going to say that I texted James Conner, and he said he replied and said that, that Dufanga called him a jive turkey, but we're on a real network now. Uh, so. Dick Good's going to have to. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Dick Good's going to have to mute that now. I hope yeah. you're happy about Now Dick Good hear me say that. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did he say? What did he say? What are we going to do there? I like seeing that type of fight out of the Cardinals. This Cardinals team has obviously earned all of our respect over the last couple of weeks. Ha- uh, they got five weeks to activate Kyler. Yeah, yep. and get Kyler into the mix or whatever. They've extended that another month and uh, a week. That situation is going to continue to be, you know, with Joshua Dobbs doing his thing, the way this team's playing, new culture coming in. Like, Kyler seems to be in the middle of all of it, right? Practice, he's there. Sideline, mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah. Upbeat. I think he posted something about he's never missed the game as much as he missed it right now. Yep. So maybe he comes back and is everything they want. Yep. But Dobbs seems like a great leader for that Arizona Cardinals team right now. Is surprising everybody, D-Buck. Dobbs is, is a great leader. He's doing his thing. I just think the um – you know, league-wide, I don't think he's still viewed as a starter or like a franchise quarterback that you're going to build your franchise around. I think Kyler Murray still is. You know, talent-wise, he's up there in the upper echelon with the guys just by him being healthy. And then being away from the game, you know, it kind of gives you a different perspective sometimes. So maybe he comes back different and got a new head coach, new culture in that building. So I definitely expect him to get back out there. The Cardinals, like you said, they kept it close for a, a large part of this game. And then, um, you know, yeah. Niners ended up covering late, but... They're fighting. They play hard. So let's talk about another team that has a new face. And you're a big fan of this guy. Uh, Always have been. I think just because the way he operates and the fact that he was in Ohio for a bit. Baker Mayfield, don't look now. Hey, don't look now. Okay, Bucks. We both took them last week in our uh, in our predictions. I think because we respect the hell out of the Bucks defense, which proved to be a weapon. Obviously, the Bucks defense and the way Bowles plays and everything they got going on down there. Sweet Baker Mayfield has been a reborn quarterback yeah. down there in that bay of Tampa. Honestly, this team is seemingly going to be the NFC South representatives, and Baker Mayfield is about to have a 10-year career yeah. as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. All the stuff that happened before Tampa, there's a chance that we're never even going to talk about it because what Baker's potentially going to be able to do down here in Tampa. AJ, you've always been a massive supporter of Baker Mayfield. I think you like his moxie and the cut of his jib. What have you seen out of him that makes you think like, hey, this is a perfect spot for him down there in Tampa. 
Yeah, he just needed uh, he just needed another chance, I guess, and he needed the the right people around him. I guess they're they're doing whatever they are they can to like empower Baker and let him be him. And we've heard people. I think Troy Aikman came on the show last week and said Baker's playing the best. Like when Baker is being himself and he has that moxie that we're used to, that fire that he always had uh, when he was in college, and obviously a moments in the NFL. But then look at these receivers. I mean, guys are making plays for him. He's finding like he's converting third downs. He's taking taking care of the ball for the most part and. He's doing the right thing, man. Like, I think it's fun to watch somebody that most people wrote off and say, hey, this guy isn't going to – he's not going to be a starter again. And now look what he's doing. It's very similar to what happened with Geno in Seattle. Yeah, yeah it is. Right? Geno yeah. – and I think it's the same – I think it's potentially OC from Seattle. I think. Cool. I think there's a chance. Oh, that's in uh, Tampa Bay. I think. I think. Right. I think I'm not – my brain – I apologize, Tampa. I didn't do enough research on you guys before the season started because, to be honest, I don't think we had a lot of – a lot of hope for you guys, no, which no. is why this is awesome, which is why we need to talk about it. But it's like Baker is fits in the scheme. Mm-hmm. He has the moxie back. Right, go ahead. Canales was the uh, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks passing game coordinator from 2020 to 2022. Yeah, yeah so he literally last yep. year with Geno, we see this – we're back better than ever. Everything that was being projected about Gino coming out of college, it took a few years, mm-hmm. almost a decade, but here we are. We're figuring it out. It's almost like the same thing's happening with Baker down yep. there in Tampa, which is it him maturing? Is it the system? Is it the setup? What do you think it is, D-Bug? I think it's all those things. and He has talent around him, too. Godwin's healthy. He's playing good ball. Mike Evans, he looks like he needs to get that kind of fish Fitzgerald in Arizona treatment. Just give him a lifetime contract. Yeah. Let him play in Tampa as long as he wants to. Uh, but Baker's been taking care of the ball. That was the knock on him. And converting on third downs, keeping those chains moving. So when you have a good defense like that, once again, when they're on the field, they're coming and playing good ball. And the Saints, you know, they're no slouches on defense either. I agree. They got a great team over there. Derek Carr, what's going on with his shoulder? I think yeah, we'll see. Taysom Hill ran through five, six people. He was mm-hmm. sick. I saw it, and it was awesome. First quarter. With these new offenses, you get somebody – Maybe now's the time Taysom cashes in on that $40 million that he signed for. This might be the time for him if Derek Shoulder isn't able to do what it is. But let's go back to Tampa Bay with Baker. Not a lot of the excess noise that we're hearing literally everywhere else with Baker. He's got to be loving his life in that particular aspect, Ty. Well, these guys obviously are incredibly confident in what they can do. But you have to wonder, too, if like there were no external expectations for the Bucs this year. It's just like, yep, they're going to suck. They don't have Brady anymore. Like This is the Saints division. Who knows? Carolina – going into the season like mm-hmm. they had kind of had a lot of hype so it's probably this is the first time in his career he's outside of you know when he played a little bit for Carolina and a little bit for the Rams it's been the first time he's been able to just freely go out and play and kind of show his skill set and then here we are you know it, it's not like oh this is the first overall pick this guy's supposed to be the Browns savior it's just like oh yeah there's kind of this also ran Baker Mayfield who gets put in a pretty good situation and has been showing out yeah good for Baker I'm excited for Tampa Bay down there in the NFC South might be a new daddy yeah, oh. yeah might be a new daddy down there in the mm-hmm. NFC South that we thought was just going to run through the bayou and obviously Tampa does its thing uh let's go to another team that we have some question marks around commander should have won yesterday oh boy AJ, <laughs> I thought commander. they had it I thought they had it Sam Howe, who mm. I think we have all had massive respect for. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he's a little, he lives a little dangerously. I love it. Yes, hey, he he's does. throwing balls into team meetings because he thinks that he has the strength and the ability to put a ball somewhere. He's a young quarterback, probably going to get through this phase, or maybe never. I yeah, mean, those guys true. that never get through this true. phase, but he's got to play ball to kind of learn it. Him marching that team down the field in the fourth quarter right. whenever they needed it, you know, down a tud, what are you going to do with it? Hey, Sam Howe, what are you going to do with it? Sam Howe, okay, okay. Okay, 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 touchdown. Now, Ron Rivera, 
What are you going to do with it? Mm. What are you going to do with Tough it? Walk two. off win right now yeah. against the Philadelphia Eagles mm. Come on. when nobody thought the commanders were going to be a <laughs> damn thing? You got new ownership up there. Your nickname is Riverboat Ron. Yeah. Yep. And he says, I just thought they were gas. Run this clip from Ron Rivera after the game and why he didn't go for two at the very end to steal a dub away from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, but you know what? Those guys, you know, they were, they were gassed. Yeah. They really were. They were oh, tired as hell. Mm. They're <laughs> hurrying. They're hustling. Um, you know, uh, I really thought, you know, we, we, got, we had the chance. You know, and, and it's too bad. You did. Right about that. You actually did have the chance. It was two yards away. It was it was sitting right there. Yeah. Hey, what's your best play? What do you got? Sam Howell's got a cannon still, but didn't able to pick it. You know who else is tired? Just something to think about. That defense just got yeah, ran right, right down the field. That that's a, that's another one of those inside voices from Ron Rivera that we don't need to hear outside. I think we all assumed they were going to go for two there and try to steal that dub. What are your thoughts, Con Man, on Ron Rivera and where he's at as a head coach? What do you think Commanders fans are thinking about this situation? Oh, I think Commanders fans are you know probably renowned and completely on the same page that Ron Rivera's a dipshit. I don't think. Whoa, whoa, well, good that, guy though. We gotta yeah. say that. Good that's, guy, yeah, great that, guy. That's Commanders fans. That's not me. Oh, oh you left him. Yeah. And uh, who are we, the commanders? Those, those people. Yeah, oh, goody, shout out. I mean, look, this happens yeah. so often with Riverboat Ron where something happens after the game and then it's just like, what the hell are you even talking about, buddy? I think the story of the commander should be Biennemi. Like, Biennemi's doing yeah. a great job. And we were com- coming into it like, yeah, maybe Biennemi isn't getting any head coaching opportunities because of the fact that it's all Andy Reid. But he comes over from KC. I think that's the second game they've already put up. 30 points might be the yeah. third game, actually. So seeing what he's doing, and then you see Ron Rivera get up there, and also then you see Biennemi get tossed under the bus by Ron Rivera too earlier in the season already. Like, if I'm you know the commander, or if I'm a Commanders fan, I'm probably saying, look, Ron Rivera's a great guy. Love him. But he is Dan Snyder's head coach. And what do we do to Dan Snyder? We ran his ass out of town, and now it's time to run Rivera out of town. The enemy steps right in. Boom. You give the enemy the head coach an opportunity that he's been looking for. If they do go on to do well, you got your you know, you know, got your head coach and you got your starting quarterback of the future. If it doesn't go well, or if they go 500 again, it's probably time to cut bait anyways with old Riverboat Ron, even though he's had a hell of a career and he was with the Commanders while the place was on fire and he's been to the playoffs with the Commanders. It's been a good run, but it's over, Ron. I'm sorry. I don't think they want you. Isn't that crazy to think that that they went to overtime with the Eagles and this is what we're saying. (laughs) You know what I mean? The Eagles are a great football team. The Eagles are a great football Uh team and the Commanders have done a lot of great things. And if you think about earlier in the season, one of the times he got thrown under the bus by Ron Rivera, the enemy that is, is because he was coaching too hard. Do you remember that? That was a conversation, Mm -hmm. D-Bud, at one point. Feels like it's working for them. Eagles get a win, which they're happy to just kind of slide on by. We get a win. We move on. As a defense, you gassed at the end of that? And what do you think about Ron Rivera? Uh, Well, happy that because it's a little bit of anxiety when you got that two-point conversion, especially for the game. Uh, And they march it down the field. A lot of weapons, too. Robinson's a dog. A lot of weapons at receiver. I say you definitely go for it. Obviously, that's in hindsight now. But um, BNB, he's been doing a great job. And this commander's team, even last year, this is the last team that beat Jalen Hurts in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have their culture. They're a tough team. I think 22 starts, the one loss in the regular season is against the Commanders. Now you get being in me where you can actually put up 30, 35 points. Yeah, Jalen's uh, record is remarkable. Yeah. 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 We talk about everybody else's record. Like Jalen Hurts, what he is accomplishing. They're winning ugly. Mm-hmm. Okay, And yesterday was certainly that. They had to mm-hmm. come back. And that was their first 1 o'clock game, AJ, which Eagles first 1 o'clock game of the season. So that first half as I was watching it unfold and they're getting – I'm like, these dudes are still kind of – 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Waking like up. JV game. Feels like a JV game for him, probably. Yeah, bingo. It's really light out here. Jeez. <laughs> practice. Jalen played really well yesterday. Like he was throwing so he threw some incredible balls, especially to AJ Brown. But I mean, in overtime, Terry McLaurin doesn't step on what's his name arm uh on Thank the sideline there. They're in field goal range with a chance. Now I'm not saying they're gonna stop. Obviously the Eagles went down one, but there's a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who probably would have just called the uh, two-point conversion himself. Sure. Yep. yep. And that is because this man is on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. I was very lucky to be his teammate. And tonight, he and Eli will have their second edition of the Manning cast. One of the guests, Will Farrell. Ladies and gentlemen, Peyton Manning. Yeah. You say, boys, thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for joining us. I like that you're strapped in on the side of the road. Safety first. Uh, let's yes. talk. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Here thank you let's talk about tonight massive game seahawks giants jamal adams coming back what has your research told you that we're in for tonight is this going to be explosive low scoring what are we thinking at metlife tonight peyton i think jamal adams is the key pat uh what does seattle do with him is he going to cover darren waller man to man are they going to blitz him that's something eli and i are looking for uh giants uh, have had these slow starts uh for some reason when they kind of go no huddle, they start scoring more points. So maybe they come out with a little no huddle to get a little tempo going, right? Don't wait to get down 14 nothing before you start moving the ball. But I'm telling you, Geno is playing well. He's in control. They're running the ball well. They have good play action. Uh, the Giants blitz every single play, yet they have two sacks and no interceptions. If you're going to blitz – Right, AJ, that's kind of the point, either to get some sacks and to get some turnovers. If you're not going to get one of those, I'm not sure why you're blitzing every play. So I think it'll be a close game. I really do. Okay, go ahead, AJ. Peyton, you, you mentioned uh, the Giants offense kind of being more productive when they have some tempo and it's a two-minute type situation. That's like the old cliche question, the casual fans watching the game. Guys that move the ball all, all, all you know, two, three quarters, they go to two-minute and bam, here comes everything. They put some points up. What is it, and is it something that you could actually do the whole game? Well, look, the Giants do a lot of uh, kind of complex run plays, right, where they have, you know, multiple tight ends in there. And so those are hard plays to kind of get to in no huddle, right? Those are plays you kind of need to huddle up, to call the verbiage, to be sure you got the motion and get the big guys in there. But um, I think it's a good change of pace. I'm not saying you got to do it exclusively. That's kind of what we did, right? But have it in the package and, like like I said, don't wait to get down, right? That's basically why we went exclusively no huddle, AJ. We were playing the Jets uh, one game, and uh, the week before we were down 21 nothing, and we started going no huddle, and we said, hey, Let's just start the game that way. And we started it, and we never turned back. And I'm not saying that's the right move for the Giants, but I'm saying when you're not getting off to a fast start, when you're struggling early, it's a good way to get everybody going, get Daniel in some rhythm. So maybe we'll see that tonight. Hey, whenever you call these Manning casts, you get a chance. I, it feels like you and Eli, whenever you say some of the things during the show, that you actually get to talk to, like, offense coordinator, head coach, and everything as a member of the media. What is the conversations like? And are you telling them, like, is Eli obviously remember? Hey, maybe we help Daniel. Or how do those conversations go with you guys, as opposed to maybe other media folks? You think? Well, look, it's all on the up and up. I mean, we're certainly not going to, you know, disclose anything. Uh, you know, Eli, I think Daniel Jones and Coach Dable probably will tell Eli 
a few things that maybe they wouldn't tell everybody else, right? I mean, I think he's an employee of the Giants. He has some kind of show. I don't know if anybody watches it or not, Pat, but you know, he's a Giants ambassador, right? Uh, I talked to Gino and Shane Waldron, uh, their offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope Gino can talk to me a little bit, kind of quarterback to quarterback. I know Shane yesterday, you know, kind of talked a little bit to me as if I was still a current quarterback, which I'm not, but he's he's speaking the language to me. So it's nice to get that insight and kind of go behind the ropes. But our rule, Pat, is 10 minutes. I said, Shane, if we're still on the phone after 10 minutes, hang up on me, okay? <laughs> it's the shortest production meeting of all time. Look, these guys are tired. They, they have to do the media. They have to run their own meetings. The last thing they want to do is waste time talking to me and Eli. Short and sweet, 10 minutes get right to the point, get some information, and let's go play on Monday night. You had to do a lot of those meetings throughout your career, obviously. Yes. Everybody wanted to talk to you. It sounds like you would wish that this would be instituted a long time ago, the 10-minute rule. But what are those meetings? How easy – like, what are you – because I assume you're trying to give some information so that when you guys do something, they know. That's a massive part of it. But then you can't give right. anything away. Is there a trust barrier there? How, how does that normally go from your eyes whenever you're talking to commentators and everything like that? Yeah, no, there's certainly a trust barrier. Look, obviously, the networks that are covering the NFL, I mean, that is the number one, you know, rule, right? What what is said in those production meetings has to stay there. I remember telling Phil Sims one time in a production meeting that we were going to move Jeff Saturday to guard so we could block Trevor Price, right? And, you know, uh, I mean, that information went nowhere, right? Because you trust Phil Sims, you trust CBS, right? It's nice for him to know hey, why is Saturday playing right guard, right? You let them know that. So guys that have been doing it for a long time, you trust them. You know, that that's the pride of the networks covering the game. So, yeah, sure, you want to be helpful. You don't want to tell them that the first play is going to be a double reverse throwback to the quarterback. They don't have to know that. But you certainly want to be helpful to them because they're trying to do a good job and cover the game and, you know, make you look good as well, I think. Yeah, none of the coaches want to end up on the wrong side of the – yeah. I'm going to want to get one here. <laughs> uh, get wanna, one. You know, I want to get one here. <laughs> Might be time to get one. <laughs> Maybe you want to get one here. You should probably get one. <laughs> Nobody wants to be on the side of that. So I assume they're telling you a lot of stuff like, hey, if we do this, please don't murder us. Yeah. Okay, here's the reason why. Here's what we're trying to do. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we're trying to be on the positive, right? We're trying to celebrate <laughs> the great play. From the defensive back as opposed to the poor throw of course. Uh, from the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, the timeouts, that seems to be the one place that just kind of gets me, Pat. It just takes me to a darker place. So I'm working on it. I'm working on being more in control over a lack of uh, timeouts. Yeah, that's very mature of you. Let's talk about some game management stuff. We were just chatting about this with uh, Riverboat Ron Rivera. I don't know if you saw the end of the game because you got everything going on preparing for tonight. Sam Howe proves he's a guy. I mean, just walks right down the field against an incredible Eagles defense. And then there's no time left on the clock, pretty much. You got two yards to win this thing and steal the win. And Ron Rivera said he thought his team was gassed or whatever. In that situation, I assume you're doing one of these to the kicking team, right? And saying, yeah, thank you, Ron. And thank you, Joey Sly. We got this from here. But how do you have that combo if you're Sam Howe with like, not only the you're the quarterback CEO of a company, but also probably the right decision how you want your team to be. How do you balance that? And what do you think Ron Rivera was thinking there? Well, look, I mean, Ron Rivera has proven his track record of being an aggressive guy, right, throughout his whole career. 
So when he says that, I think you got to believe that he, he felt the pulse of the team, that they were gassed and, you know, might, might, might not be able to execute that play. I mean, to me, that was always something that we tried to kind of have the conversation before we went onto the field, right? You know, talking to Tony Dungy, you know, you know, uh, he would tell me, hey, let's go down and score and we're going for two, right? So you knew that. So you might, you know, you know, save that two-point play, hopefully, that you didn't use to score the touchdown, right? So the coordinator knew you were all on the same page, right? So, uh, but like, I mean, Ron knows how his, his team is feeling. Uh, it's easy after the fact when, when Philly scores to, to or kicks the field goal to win it to say they should have gone for two. Yeah, certainly, I think for Sam, he's probably not quite ready to have that conversation to tell the head coach, hey, coach, <laughs> take your – extra point team and, and stick it i'm going for two right you know aaron Rodgers, you know does do that probably tom brady and the guys that have played a long time so i'm a sam howell fan i like the way he's playing i think he'll earn that trust eventually so but look ron's on the sideline the enemy's on the sideline they know the pulse that was the right call for them at the time you know it didn't work out but uh you know it's hard to second guess i think in that situation well, actually it's easy to second guess yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with uh i'm gonna stick with ron on that one for us it's very easy to second guess yeah the easiest <laughs> job in the world oh yeah oh this guy stinks go ahead aj Peyton, i wanted to, to pivot i know tonight in the manning cast you have will farrell and it got me thinking of when you hosted snl and i I've said for years, you're the, the greatest athlete to ever host SNL to where it, the whole thing was legit funny. I still remember you firing balls off those little kids on a United Way <laughs> fake commercial, whatever it was. What was that whole week like? I know that's supposed to be like a super like, grinding week, tons of hours every single day. Was that a lot for you? It's actually a lot like a football game week, uh, AJ. I have to admit, they bring in on Monday. They, they're just coming off, you know, their performance on Saturday, right? They're kind of moving a little slow. They've had late Saturday nights. They kind of, you know, ask how far you're willing to go, what you're willing to do. Once they know that, they write Monday and Tuesday, right? They put the game plan in. Wednesday, you sit around a room, you read through these skits. If McAfee, the cameraman in the back, laughs really hard at one, they go, wow, McAfee thought it was funny. That skit's staying in. If you hear crickets and nobody laughs, they throw it out, right? So you're trying these different plays. That one works. That one didn't work. <laughs> Thursday and Friday is dress rehearsal day, right? That's when you're putting your red zone in, you're putting your third down in. And then Saturday, I will say the one advantage you have, AJ, there's a dress rehearsal from 830 to 1030, right? It's in front of a live audience. God, I wish I could have played some games with a dress rehearsal, you know, before we played the Patriots. Let's do a little rehearsal here to see if we're going to block McGinnis, to see if I, Ty Law is going to cover our receivers. You don't get that in football. And then 1130 you know, Eastern time, it is a live show, right? And so, but you see some of the actors whose skits didn't make the cut. They're a little hurt, right? That's that receiver who's not going to get a lot of targets in this game. <laughs> Right uh, after the game, there's some pouting going on. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't as involved as I thought I would be. Lauren Michaels cut that skit out last minute, so I totally could relate. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I had like the most incredible cast, like just you know bringing me along the way. You know, in football, I mean, you don't get to have like a twelfth guy in the huddle, right? You don't get to have a shadow. For the day, but I mean, I was behind the ropes with Sadakis, Polar, Bill Hader, what? Will Forte, what? right? All star cast, and so anyway, 
that's my takeaway from the week. Hey, any skits not make it in that you wish did? I did an Elvis impersonator skit, <laughs> 70s heavy set Elvis, Kristen Wiig and Polar on a double date with Sudeikis and Bill Hader. The guys are like, this is going to suck. The girls are like, no, this guy is really good. All of a sudden I come out, I, I, I go right to the guys, I'm serenading them. And I flip them. I flip them right away. Next thing you know, they're throwing their underwear at me. They're throwing their room keys at me. The girls are like, he sucks. He's terrible. And for some reason, Laura Michaels said, it's not making the cut. And like, who am I? I'm Sam Howell right there, Pat. Who am I to tell Lauren Michaels this is wrong. This is a great skit. They gave me the copy, though, Pat. I have the copy. I'll Ooh. show it to you one day. Ooh. I thought it should have made the final cut. Oh, you should release that stat. Yeah. I mean, Omaha should be putting that together as the lost scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, last question. We know you got to go here from D-Butt. Yeah, speaking of Will Ferrell, before you get up out of here, favorite Will Ferrell movie? And now oh. that the uh, writer's strike is almost over, any chance we see you on the big screen now, post-football? God, I, I hope not, D. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I'm on there too much. I, I'm good at reading lines on a teleprompter in a commercial. By no means do I need to be in a movie. Uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell, I mean, you know, Wedding Crashers kind of just, just, just pops out, right? I mean, Eli loves to say, Mom, I need the meatloaf. That'll probably come out tonight. Uh, you know, Ron Burgundy. I mean, I was interviewed by Ron Burgundy several years ago as, you know, he was hosting sports center. He interviewed me. I don't know how we got that done. You know, Cooper, my brother kept telling me, just keep calling him Ron. Just keep saying Ron as many times as you can. Well, it's a good point there, Ron. And it was totally off the script. I just teed him up. So we're honored to have him tonight. We know he's a huge Pete Carroll fan. Uh, should be entertaining. Hopefully the game's good, but uh, Will Ferrell should be fun tonight. So tune in to see what he has to say he's coming on around the second quarter are you friends with everybody are you friends with every human on earth you think at this point i I don't think so but like i said i'm not afraid to cold call (laughs) i I do know will ferrell a little bit i have i have i have an email i don't know if it's his official email but i you know i'm not afraid to throw it out there there you go there's me and ron (laughs) right there so uh anyway you know not not afraid to reach out uh just like i'm sure you aren't try to get some guys to come on and Talk some football, right? I mean, football is a great unifier, Pat. People love football from different fields. That's kind of the fun thing Eli and I get to do is talk people from different backgrounds that the number one thing is they love football. How many guests tonight? Will and anybody else? We're shooting for three. Uh, We have two. Sean O'Hara, Eli's old center, is coming on, right? I mean, I don't know if I'll even be on at that point. The two of them have this bromance. Uh, So, you know, I'll just kind of sit back. Uh, had a little audible on our third guest. We had a guy committed, oh, no. uh, had to, had, had to call in Omaha. So oh. we're, we're sort of, uh, Apple, Apple. <laughs> yeah, Apple, 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 check, check. So <laughs> we're trying to see if, uh, we can replace that third guest. If not, we may just go with Farrell and O'Hara, which I know O'Hara's ego is just getting blown up right now to think that it's just Farrell and O'Hara in the same city. <laughs> well, I think what you need to know, and I don't want to blow you and well, <laughs> Gee, the phrasing, boys. Yeah. Phrasing. No, no, we know. Yeah, phrasing. I don't want to. Fill it in, please. Yeah. Fill it in. Well, you know, just, boys, everybody needs to relax. Okay. Anyways, I don't want to, you know, boost you and Eli's ego too much, but I think a lot of us as spectators, you know, we don't mind when there isn't a guest. Like, Will yes. will crush. Yep. O'Hara will crush. But even, I don't even, 
and I shouldn't be telling you this, you're much smarter than I am, but like you just reacting to a play, not even feeling obligated to talk, good. It is great. You guys have struck gold. <laughs> we can't wait to watch tonight. We appreciate the hell out of you. Pat, AJ, D, thanks for having me. All what the you, best. What are you driving there? What is that? We got a good sunroof right. here. Yeah, you know, I got to have some room in the back for the for, for the kids, oh, for the equipment, you know, the bags, the footballs, the baseballs, right. basketballs, right. you know, volleyball, so right. a lot of gear, a lot of gear back here. That's a beautiful car. You Hey, I hope you enjoy the hell of that Buick, probably. Ladies and gentlemen, Peyton Manning. Yeah, minivan. minivan. He didn't say what it was, but it's a minivan. <laughs> yeah, it's Buick. It's a Buick minivan. He's also four minutes past the meeting. We took it too long. That's 100% on us. Whoops. We're going to get chewed out for that. So Will Farrah, uh, Farrell, Sean O'Hara. Uh -huh. Yep. And I wonder who that third was supposed to be. Yeah, I assume. I was just kind of racking the brain. I assume it might have been, you know, uh, I'm not going to say Joe Burrow, but maybe a quarterback who mm. was very anyway. prominent on a good team, and maybe that team didn't win. Maybe CJ Stroud. You said fuck it again. Maybe. But why did oh. it fall through? Jeez. T-Bot. <laughs> so, Jeez. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Put the thing up. Change Put the thing up on the marquee. Oh. Change it. God, tell the nonsense. It's always that disgusting it scene. Is. It what is. What do you mean, what does the marquee no. say? You son of a bitch. What does the marquee say? Well, it, it reads it exactly to. how it's supposed to, which is... We are now zero shows oh, since oh, our last man. F. Damn. Yeah, oh, yeah, take that down to zero. Boom. Hope you're happy, D-Bot. Yeah. Yep. Was that fun for you, Prick? That's my last one. Last one of the year. Right hand up. It's on me, guys. It wasn't even cool either. No, it was yeah, like quiet. It was like a non-confident one. Yeah. They probably didn't even hear it. Dick good hears yeah, everything. He, yes, yeah. he does. Come on. <laughs> ears like an elf. Gosh dang it, D. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about some uh, some clips that we have. And we talked about the change earlier with Schefter, and he kind of danced around it. But this is real. Let's listen to Coach Mike Tomlin as he was chatted about or asked about his offensive performance against the Houston Texans, which was very similar to his offensive performance for like the last two years <laughs> of Pittsburgh Steelers football. This is the first time Tomlin has even had a hint of potential change. Hell yeah, we got to make some changes, man. Uh, that was that was that was an ugly product we put out there today, and so uh, we're not going to do the same things and and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh, in preparation this week. All right. Okay. What does that mean, AJ? What do you think that means? He's thinking about thinking about it. What do you think he's thinking about? Because what Schefter said was, "Hey, we're four weeks into the season. Like, what do you want? A new offense coordinator going to come build?" a brand-new offense inside of the Pittsburgh Steelers facility you want to hire from within. And I said to Shefty, this is something that Tone has been kind yeah. of bopping his meat about. Oh, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> coming back and being the OC for the Pittsburgh Steelers would be hysterical. Now, we have no sources that have said that's anywhere near possible. But what is the answer whenever you have somebody performing so poorly, seemingly at their job, like Matt Canada, the offense coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, AJ? Yeah, I mean, something has to change. You see Tomlin's obviously frustrated, but I would assume players and coaches both take notice of that. If you're a player, you're thinking, all right, change is being made. That means some guys are getting taken out of the starting lineup. Some guys may get more of an opportunity to step in and show that they can play. So coaches can't feel uh, too good about their positions either, especially if you're an offensive coach right now. But, yeah, you can't – I understand you can't overhaul the whole offense right now after – after four games, but you got to do something. You got to tweak it. You got to figure something out to kind of get some life into it and get them going. That is not Coach Tomlin at all, Tone. Whenever you heard that, that gets you fired up, pumped up, or how to make you feel? It does because I am so sick and tired of watching the movie that I watched yesterday. I mean, ev all week, I, I could, you could feel it coming because they, 
it's just so predictable that they are going to go on the road against a team that they are favored to beat and lay an egg because it's happened so often recently. And as far as the offense is concerned, it's gotten to a point where I'm worried that because like Kenny drops back now, and in the rare occasion that he has a clean pocket, he is still staring directly at that defensive line because they are in his face a ton. So when the quarterback's eyes go straight down, that that's never good. I believe they are by far the worst team in like the first 15 to 20 plays of the game, so the scripted plays or whatever. So that that tells you a little bit about. No, it's a stat. I saw a graph. Okay. You get, I mean, we're, we have the same team. We root for the same team. And that's how that is. You, we have incredible head coaches have done been doing a great thing for a long time with horrible, horrible offenses and offensive lines, and then the defense that seems to get just just so frustrated sometimes they give up and get boat raced. I am so sick and tired of watching that movie, so I'm excited to see what changes will come. Okay, I didn't even think about... Okay, sorry about it, Tim, by the way. Sounds, yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Just a game, okay. Tony. Football, football. I don't know. I don't know if he's doing all right. <laughs> I don't think so. The roller coaster of emotions you have, Tony. I mean, I guess it's a great representation of fans of NFL and college football, but yeah, like you're the range of emotions you have over the Steelers team is amazing. Dude, he's not the only one. Pittsburgh is a diehard Steelers town. I mean, I that's, just, that's just how it is. And they've had to watch horrendous football, oh. like so bad. <laughs> and they got TJ there. TJ is like a once in a generation type player. And Pittsburgh Steelers fans, intelligent football people, they understand what they have with TJ. They understand the opportunity that they have with that. De- Minka is reckless. Yeah. Hey, Minka is <laughs> reckless. He's on pace for 130 tackles. That's what, like, Minka's there. You got TJ there. You got High Smith going off the mm-hmm. other end. And Hayward. Tone, to Tone, yeah, Cam Hayward, hopefully, he, but he gets out. But, like, the way Tone talks about it is how I think all of Pittsburgh feels. It's like, We've been very supportive of you guys, okay? We watch every game. We live and die with every snap. Mm -hmm. And on the offensive side, you're the worst in the whole whole league for not just one week, two weeks, three weeks, one season, two seasons. You ruined Ben. You ruined Ben at the end of his career. You only let him throw three-yard passes. It's like Pittsburgh is just fed up with it. So for Tomlin to even kind of address change happening, abnormal. But what you brought up was something I didn't think of. A Tomlin move would be to move like six players as opposed to Matt Cannon. Like that would be that would be a Tomlin move. It would be like, I'm not, yeah, we're going to change the personnel. That's usually what it means, though. Changes usually mean players. But with the Steelers, because they've been talking about Matt Canada from the jump, that's why we assume that. And that question was about Canada. Yeah. That, that question yeah. was about the offensive oh, yeah. performance that was come his way. And the way he said, yeah, changes are happening. It's like, what if Tomlin's like, all right, six guys out, putting new six guys in, and now Canada's actually given assistant uh, head coach. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is how Tomlin normally operates in the face of this type of situation. I agree that, you know, firing your OC uh, four games in or whatever probably wouldn't be good for the season or for the team, but it can't get any worse, right? Like, what are they going to go from last to last on, on offense? Like, I, go ahead. Defensively, though, they weren't good either. No, they were and, not. And the Texans came in they with got, a banged-up uh, offensive line. Obviously, Barry. rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud is playing amazing, but still a rookie quarterback, banged-up offensive line, but they stayed on, on schedule early. all game, a lot, a lot of, of runs, early. screens, and then threw the ball down the field when he had the opportunity. Let's stay in the AFC North. Lamar Jackson, hey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're doing Man. our thing out there, running, moving. The Browns without Deshaun Watson, who was medically cleared to play, chose not to play because he did not feel right day of game. He was seemingly invested with every single snap on the sideline. We showcased him. DTR not ready to be an NFL quarterback. I think we all realized that quickly, even though every team was calling for him to get traded and be a starter somewhere. Last night was a little baptism in the actual NFL, not preseason NFL. Mm-hmm. 
What did you see from the Baltimore Ravens? Mark Andrews is back. Yep. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews is all the way back. Lamar Jackson seeing holes again. That Browns defense who has bullied damn near everybody, you know, Oof. let Lamar eat uh, yesterday in the building. What did you think of the Ravens? Do you think they're all the way back? We need to put a little bit more respect on their name, A.J. Hawk. I mean, I, I think we all kind of have a healthy respect for the Ravens and what they can do because of hardball, and they always seem to kind of be in it and be a physical team that, you know, they're, they're going to fight, no question. But the Browns, I know people, at least in Ohio, are saying, man, why would we trade Josh Dobbs when we knew we had this dude here and all of a sudden we could have used him in a moment like this? DTR, is, he's going to be fine, I think. But obviously felt, it looked a little bit overwhelmed to be in there in that, in that moment. The Ravens' defense was, was playing well. Not what we expected the Ravens to be able to do against the Browns. Which was this? No. Right? Oh yeah. The Browns kind yeah. of bully ball. Like that's yeah. the way their defense is oh, played. Yeah. That's the way their D line is played. And Lamar and the Ravens look like how Lamar and the Ravens have looked whenever they're humming over there, Connor. Yeah, and I, I mean, I said this, and I saw Ravens fans kind of agree with it, but that looked like the best game Lamar's ever played. Like they, you, they ran the first Mark Andrews touchdown, that throw to the back corner of the end zone. Yeah. And again, I haven't seen every single one of his damn throws, but this could be the greatest throw that he's ever had. I mean, he's <laughs> on the run, he's fading away. It's over three Browns defenders into a bucket in the back corner mm. of the end zone for a touchdown. Like Lamar, if he's playing like this the entire year, cause last week, last week he had a pretty good that day. Beautiful ball. Unbelievable it, ball. It, like, it was, if, if that keeps happening, they're going to be very, very hard to beat. It was death by a thousand paper cuts Yep. That yesterday for the Ravens offense. Like, he was 15 of 19. He, he, he threw for like 189ers, but he, they were very efficient. They took advantage of everything they gave him, and yeah, they – Ravens look good. The beat down. Yeah, they did. Ravens look really good. Yeah, Cincy didn't look good no, at all. They looked terrible. What's wrong with Cincy, J- oh, AJ? Man. They're done because Joe Burrow's calf. He's not able to move, so they're just getting attacked that way. Jamar Chase said, I'm always – in open, okay? This is a fun stat from Hembo. Let me find this thing. This is about explosive oh. plays. This is about explosive plays with the Bengals here. Um, Bengals have four explosive plays in four games. Okay, Explosive is 20 yards or more. Oh, damn. That's the fewest in the league for the Cincinnati Bengals that, you know, we remember Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Like, that is why they are Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. Yep. Whenever you're talking about Aaron and Devontae, right. you say, oh, yeah, but Joey and Jamar are about to do that. Four in four games. Burrow's longest completion yesterday was 17 yards. Okay, 37% of his attempts were at or behind the line of scrimmage. That's an interesting stat from Hembo, a few of them there. So it's like they're scared to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then Joe's not able to extend plays either. So he's not able to move and get those explosive shots. They're not. He's not going to ever sit out because he can play. Is there blood pumping through my body? Do I have a heartbeat? Yes, I'm going to play football. Is Joey Burrow? But it's almost like defenses know that, and they're playing them differently. The outcome is certainly not what we expected from this particular level of Joe Burrow in the NFL. What is this conversation in Ohio happening around Cincinnati, and how do we fix this? It's bad over there. They look. They look like crop. AJ. They look like <laughs> yeah. crop. Well- I don't know whatever Joe's situation is going on with his ankle or calf situation. Like, I hope every week it gets, you know, incrementally better. Like, just a little bit better every single week to where we're not really worried about it, I don't know, three, four weeks from now. I don't know. They just got to find a way to get some wins. But you watch the Bengals play, boom, shotgun snap, boom. Joe's got getting rid of it right away. He kind of has to, I feel like. And they're going to try to, you know, create some pressure up the middle, get him off the spot, make him feel uncomfortable so he can't really step into those things. But also, like, for your defense – 
when you know your offense is struggling and they're probably going to struggle all day long, it's tough to hold up defensively. It really is. Yeah, mentally, that's what we're talking about with the Steelers there. And the Steelers' defense, after they're watching the Steelers' offense, it happened with the Bears a couple years ago. Anytime there's a notoriously great defense and then the offense just stinks, there's going to be a natural potential that humans are going to go, does it matter with what they got going on? And that's when things start to splinter. You know what I mean? That's when things start to go like this. Can't happen, right? The Bengals too good for us to be worrying about them falling apart this year, right? Because that's what it sounds like. We got quotes coming out from wide receivers that aren't happening. We got an injury again yeah. at the quarterback position. We got an owner in that quarterback taking a lap on a golf cart, him getting out there. All signs are bad in Cincinnati, and we didn't expect this at all going into the season. I mean, early you, you kind of you look at it after the quarter point. We all know this, and you say, all right, this where are we? You know, where are we going forward? I think. It's too early to hit the panic button. Like you said, it is still Joe Burrow. He is a great player. Obviously not fully healthy. Jamar Chase rarely comes out and talks like this. Um, I think, I think, I think. Especially about Joe. Yeah. Loves Joe. Yeah. I think they figure it out. Yeah. It's a tough division, though. Yeah, it is. Hey, well, since he died. I figured it out pretty quick, though. You don't have much time yeah. to, to mess around anymore. That's the problem. Yeah, because analytics people, we don't agree with everything they say because they're on everybody's team all the time. Mm -hmm. But analytics say if you start this slow, there's a good chance you're going to get out of the playoffs, yeah. and then the Bengals missed the playoffs after paying Joe this year? Yikes. After paying Joe with everything that just happened? And they're from Ohio, right? Fans from Ohio? Yeah, what do you mean? Well, from they Ohio. do get expectations at a level yeah. in football, and yeah. then once it gets Oh, there, yeah, there's like, a standard. There's a new standard, yeah, no question. Hey, we ain't doing what we have been. We are, this can't, it'll get loud over there, and since he quit, go ahead, Tone. The last two seasons, they're second last in rushing attempts per game. Wouldn't you think with Joe's injury that you would potentially want to get more rushes in a game? I, that's just, honestly, just a question. So another question, Piran no longer there. Remember, he was yeah. the dog for Cincinnati yeah. last year yeah. for like a good seven, eight games mm -hmm. whenever Mixon was hurt. He came in. He's now on the Broncos. Yeah, Denver. Denver Broncos or whatever, not there. That might be a missing piece that we haven't really talked about much with the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, they still got the top dogs there. You know, mm -hmm. Chase, Higgins got hurt yesterday. But Higgins, boy, like you still have explosive Mixon. players. Mixon, Mixon's their top running back, obviously. You still got explosive players. So, I said it last week when they found a way to get a win over the Rams. Threw the ball, to your point, Tone, threw the ball 49 times, only scored 19 points. So, definitely some concern over Their O-line seems to stink. Flat out, they can't protect, and they're not moving anybody when they're trying to run the ball. And last year, they stunk for the first six weeks or seven weeks, right? And then they yeah. figured out, then they got hot. So we assume that they'll still do that with Joey Burrow and the Bengals. We hope they will. Good luck to all of them. Let's stay in the AFC. Chargers yesterday. Ooh. Interesting. Ah, this is an interesting situation. Now, need to talk about the toughness of Justin Herbert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This dude's an absolute dog. Throws a pick and then gets into like a fist fight with Max Crosby, who appears to be a menace. Yes, <laughs> appears to be an absolute menace, cruel. which we appreciate. And I think everybody else on the other side is like, yeah, that's just how he plays football. That's how it's going to be. Pick going right to the quarterback. Herbert, though, ain't no bitch. No, he stood in. No. Boom. Um, yeah. Then he dislocates his finger. I guess something happened with his nail. Fingernail probably popped out. They said that thing was bleeding yeah. and it was sideways. Put a splinter on it. Put me back out there. Then in the fourth quarter, in your own end, up by a touchdown. We just, whoa, is this deja vu? I feel like we're yeah. having deja vu. <laughs> we're having deja vu. Brandon Staley listens to the backlash from his own team saying, let's just do the brotherly shove or the tush push. Guy's got a broken finger, okay, on one of them. Maybe not the time, but hey, we have it in. They don't pick it up. They do not pick it up. 92% for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chargers needed it yesterday. Fourth and one, 330 in the fourth quarter. Up one score on your own 34.
Very much in scoring distance, obviously, in a division game. Staley's going to say, I wanted to win this thing, and we appreciate that. Now, this seems to be a common theme here yeah, with yeah. wanting to do something and then the outcome being different, and then the analytics saying something leans one way, and then all of a sudden it's leaning the other way with Staley. But that wasn't it, and I don't want to pile on. I didn't want to pile on because the Chargers defense last week made a play for him, gets a big-time pick against the Vikings. This week, the defense makes a play for him again. Asante Samuel gets a big-time pick. I guess the route and everything, the concept, not great. Asante Samuel gets in. Oh, there's two minutes and 33 seconds left. They got a timeout left still. Your game's not over. Why don't you go take that to the house? If you watch a replay, if you watch a replay, Asante Samuel catches that, and then there's one person kind of waving. Uh, uh, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because Asante Samuel certainly sees him and changes what he was going to do. Yeah. Because that type of out with a jump like that, that's pick six city. Yeah, right there. yeah. we saw one yesterday. That is, yeah, exactly. Vikings against yep. the Vikings, yep. 99 yards. That's pick six city. So I think Asante Samuel Jr. is thinking, ah, I'm dancing. Then he sees, corner of his eye, coach incredibly pumped yeah. with yeah. one arm. Go pass, go pass. Going that way. Potentially. <laughs> and he changes his tune completely. So I don't want to pile on on Brandon. Kind of mixed, I mean, mixed signals is, here. That's so weird. Yeah. He's, go pass, go pass. He's oh, third, third base coach. I think he was just excited. I think he was just excited. I don't know. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He was definitely excited. had to be just excited. Pause. He looks right at him. No, he's going like, oh, no. He can take that thing. Crib. Yeah. Why is he looking at the coach? No, because if he... It's the head coach. No. He's standing right... Hey, he's probably... Crib that thing, man. But then this hand... He, yeah. He goes this way. Not a... Yeah. yeah. He should be in a different location. Yeah. That's coach. That's on Asante. Oh, oh, no. No, because no. he puts his hand up, too. should be his other arm telling him, hey, take it to the house. But he does... That's what he's trying to give him. He's trying to give him that right there. He's excited. He should be pumped. His defense saves him for another week. He knew that was going to happen. Had sure. faith in there. His quarterback. Feels like Asante saw him, though, and went down. Yeah. You know His what I mean? Saves him after that. Yeah, and then they do it. Third down, deep shot. Third Let's get a first down. Yeah. Imagine if they missed that. I mean, there is just – this dude is reckless, this Brandon Staley guy. And I don't want to pile on about the Asante Samuel thing after the fourth and one, but I appreciate that he stuck cool. with it and said, deep shot right now, third and ten. Let's go win this game. Palmer makes a great catch. Herbert puts it on the money. With uh, the amount of pain he was having in his other hand, absolute dog. But Staley continues to have rough fourth quarters in his performances. <laughs> when does this stop, you think, AJ? Or is this just who he Not is? Not going to. This okay. is who he is, right? This is, I think, we're, we are, why would we expect it to change? Like, he, he won this game. He could say, yeah, whatever, you can attack all of my decisions, everything I do. We still won this game. We're just <laughs> trying to find a way to win games. He got very excited in the moment when Asante Samuel Jr. comes up with that pick. And he was like a third base coach. He wasn't really sure. Do I flag, do I flag him home or do I give him hold him up? I don't know. Which it happened should very know, quickly for just him. real quickly. Should know. Yeah. Yeah. We do not have 15 seconds left. This is that is not why he a... looked down at the field after yes. he kind of like yep. gave him the mix it and then he looked at the field to see like, oh no, it was <laughs> just a timeout and a two minute one. It's two timeouts. You know, just coaches saying. get rattled too. They get excited. They get caught up in the moment too sometimes. We, yeah. we shouldn't be looking oh, at the sideline that point. Bill Belichick is not over there going, ha ha ha. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Andy right. Reid right. is not going, ha ha no. ha. You know what I mean? It's true. Asante was just trying to, you're right. Don't look at the sidelines. Don't. That's, a, that's a, the rule. If you get a pick or you're any player, don't ever look at the sideline. Just yeah, keep going. But in the fourth quarter, there is time, just so people know. Your teammates will help you. Your teammates will come get you down. Yeah, but there's a whole sideline saying, get down. Whenever it's like yeah. less than a minute, no timeouts <laughs> yeah. left. and you get Because the only thing that can happen here, fumble, mm -hmm. and then they get the ball back. Literally, you just won the game. Get your ass down. Just like Patrick Mahomes did yeah. inside a thing. That's mm -hmm. what they tell defense. But at that point, we didn't. 
We didn't have a, we didn't have a clock to do that. We 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 still got to we still got to go a little yeah, bit. One score. And the only reason why I appreciate that third and ten one is because the punter was standing on the sideline like, okay, here we go. Haven't had to do much now. Biggest punt of all time. Herbert hits a deep ball. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> let's get out of here. Game over. The Colts have done that before. Staley continues though to Staley, and we just need to know okay. that. Staley be Staley. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Chargers fan, it's going to be electrifying. Yeah. If you're an NFL fan, it's going to be confusing. But the Chargers get another win yesterday. That's and that's matters. all that matters. All right, we appreciate you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Tonight's game's a big one. Watch it. We'll lose our minds to it tomorrow. Goodbye. Nailed it. Right on the screen. Nice. Hey, nice. Let's go. Hey. Bum. Didn't even talk about the Cowboys. Yeah. No. Right. Thank they, God. Did they play? Well. Not really. Kind of. Not really. We did talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, we did. We talked about them. Yeah, it, early. The conversation is about the Cowboys, unfortunately. It's about how bad the Patriots are. So that's that's kind of why we didn't talk about it. I do either. appreciate the fact that America's team, the team that gets hyped and pubbed the most, blows out a team. Boat races a team. Yeah. Dismantles a team. Demoralizes a team. What? Slaughters a team. Yeah. What? And the conversation isn't about America's team, at least for us. The conversation is about... Boy, that dynasty is long gone. Yeah. Over there in New England. Long Week gone. four game. And even Patriots fans are feeling that way, which is how you have felt all morning. This dude's been potting, AJ. I would not say that. This dude's been Come potting. Come on now. He's it does at feel the... like it a little bit. No, no, no. no. He's, he's past pouting. He just has said, all right, season's over, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, Justin Fields was like, the last few weeks <laughs> have got me, like, yeah. appreciating the little yeah. things. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. the sun came up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I went home yesterday, dog, my dog licked me in the face. Mm-hmm. My dog doesn't know <laughs> that our team is losing games whenever we're up 28-7 or anything like that. Like, the food I had was good. It wasn't poison like what Pat had down in North Carolina when everybody called him an alcoholic and thought true. that Duke was the place that gave him a hangover and made him puke. Like, anytime you're doing that, that ship has sailed. Yes. You know what I mean? That ship. You were at the point now where you're – a high school kicker, right? Is that oh, the guy yeah. that uh-huh. he's... Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not just... My football kicker. happiness this year yeah. revolves around a high school kicker <laughs> yep. that is committed to Harvard, is what New England Patriot fan Boston Connor said after yesterday's loss to the Cowboys. That ship has sailed. They are fucking long gone into the sun. What's next for you guys? Honestly, what is next? It's, it's like I said earlier when the Colts lost to the Rams earlier, mm-hmm. I left that same, like, pretty pumped. Like, all right, mm-hmm. got a song, <laughs> boy showed fight, yeah. mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson did the 360 dunk thing, and I, like, had to look in the mirror at that point, though, and be like, okay, this is who we are. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we lost the game, but we fought. You know? That's right. Mm-hmm. Young like, well, football team. But we fought, yeah. and we're going to do the Patriots, and now you're just like us, it seems like, uh, uh, the wait, rest of the NFL, but, like, this is a whole new experience for you. What are you wishing for for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say we're just like you guys because you have the hope of a franchise quarterback. Like, I think the biggest thing for all Patriots fans this season was you either find out about Mac Jones being the guy or not in four weeks, and we know definitely not the guy. He's not going to help us win anything. Now, expectation-wise, I don't think any Patriots fan went into this season like, yeah, we're going to be competing for you know the division and competing for a Super Bowl. That was never the expectation. But you rarely see – a 38-3 to blowout loss under Bill oh, yeah. Belichick. I mean, it never, it, happened, right? never, never happened. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the biggest loss in Bill Belichick's you entire You blame Billy O? Uh, but you said Billy O'Brien no. was going to fix everything, Con, man. No, I, I do not blame Billy O. I think Billy O's offense is good. I think it's much better than what we've had the past two years. Even with McDaniels when you know we went to the playoffs, the offense the itself was still better. Now, that team was better, but the offense now itself on its own is good. We have no good old linemen. Uh, I believe if... 
you know, you talk to someone who actually watches the film, D-Bud can probably attest to this. I don't know if any of our wide receivers have been more open than, like, two yards the entire season, so there's no separation. But as a Patriots fan, yeah, you're done with this season. There's there's no – there's no. <laughs> so what, we're winning six, seven games, eight games? We'll probably be picked number 12, 11? Yeah, that, that's the worst-case scenario, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, because the schedule is so tough, though, there is still hope that we only lose five ga- – or we only win five <laughs> games. So I'm still hoping for that. Um, I think there's – so brand new Patriots there, AJ. Did you hear that? He was my- not real. That can't be real. Like, there's no Dude. way. Think of the young brand kids. Think of the young kids in New England. You don't know about it. Patriots. Dude, the, the young kids in New England, they, they don't even know who Bill Belichick is. I don't think they really give a shit Man. about the smile what the football team. Yeah, look at listen to Foxy back there. Foxy's having a good time. Brand yeah, this is lines. awesome. I no. mean, this has been so much fun this year so far. Six years, my team has stunk, and now finally, I think I can say it, I got the best team in the office. Yeah, actually, you're the only team who won on uh, Sunday this weekend, or rather Thursday, so it does. Well, you could definitely make that argument. Yeah, Diva has well, teams. What are you welling? Diva's well, got a stack of teams. My team's yeah. split. Yeah. Two and two. You can't lose. <laughs> two handfuls of teams. Two yeah. and two, your team? Two and two. Yes, we're even. So, yeah, Foxy. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Dolphins. Dolphins. Lifetime. And Colts lose. Colts, football home. Okay. And then Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Look, hey, I don't make the rules. Yeah, you don't make the rules. Whoever Herbert plays for for the next 15 years, I'll be a fan of that team. Same with Jalen Hurts. Love those. It's like a basketball mentality. Absolutely. Like I was a Heat fan there for a little bit when Bron Bron went down there. Then the Suns. Then the Suns. I love the Suns. Kevin Durant's out there. They're very nice to me. I appreciate that. But you said you just like him as a player. Oh, love those players, yeah. Yeah, but what about every other team has a player that we love somewhere? Yeah, but it's just certain guys who, oh, okay. like, if I say, like, if I'm going to be a head coach or owner or whatever, oh, okay. and I'll build a team. Like, I want to build my organization around Jalen Hurts, around Justin Herbert. Like, those are the guys. Got so it. now those are your team. Those now you guys. get to ride. Oh, yeah. You're okay. the worst, dude. Well, so for me, whatever. I love Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say, yeah. Kelsey, I, I want so that I guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'll claim I want to No, we won this week. You're owner. You're owner. Josh Allen, okay? Yeah, I like I Josh Allen, around too. Josh Allen. Oh, you guys are in the wrong. I, Man, I, got... I went 3-1 and one all of a sudden. Yeah, Please. Not bad. Yeah. What'd you do? 1-0, Foxy? Child, please. <laughs> I won three and one this weekend. I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm on the opposite way. Give me the Cardinals. I want to root for Gannon for, for the rest See, of my this life. This guy's in a bad spot. Yeah, yeah. Of course. This guy's in a bad spot. How could you not spot? be? I, mean, I wish I'm... I had something cool like that high school kicker, though. Yeah. That, that is nice yeah, that, to have at least that. It is, it is pretty sweet. It's but... great. We got dogs all over the place. I, I mean, we can do a little investigating. I assume there's some dog in Pittsburgh somewhere Not number that's one. doing something that we love. Not number one. You don't got the there's number one. There's a Woody one High shout-out on Sunday Night Football last yeah, night. Yeah, the Woody High, whatever the university, university, Woody Probably High Whitehead. School. Well, no, no, Whitehead. I don't know who it was. To be yeah, I heard it. I heard. I wasn't watching, but I heard yeah. it. I was in the kitchen. I was like, wait a minute. Mm, what's that? Did the esports team get a win this week? Relax. <laughs> no, they Get to a break. Yeah, how they do? <laughs> they climb out of the basement. No. Good question. <laughs> two and 12. We don't even know if they're putting a team out there, to be honest. We bought computers. take some time. What the fuck? <laughs> that would be awesome if you guys supplementing the whole esports team, yeah. and then we their computers are too nice. Their computers are probably too fast. Everyone has to downgrade. Yeah, I was about to say they probably have to just like what we had to probably downgrade mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So w- wait till next year. You know when the oh, when the yeah. tech catches up. Sounds like those kids <laughs> cutting class, going in there and fucking playing Minesweeper. They're not even. They're not even. That's on not the what Plum Kids would do. Plum kids are working right now. Uh, sounds like the plum kids not maybe not yeah. mind sweeping, but baloney sweeping maybe. <laughs> they might that all is also be a possibility. Jerking, they all, yeah, yeah. That definitely happens. Let's get to a break, please. Hey, Plum Esports, let's go. Let's pick it up. Right, you guys can't be last and second to last. Yeah, that's right. Can't have. <laughs> Need at least one other school. Right. Yeah. 
That's like the Bears have the first and the second pick next yeah. year. Exactly. Can't have it. Ooh. Hell yeah. That's Good. what the Plum Esports team staring yeah. down. We're a second half team, anyways. You guys, not just a first half team. If you could play in the second half, it'd be a whole different awesome story. Awesome first half, though. Let's talk about that. Bro, Sean Payton was. thinking at one point yesterday, yeah. <laughs> we're losing to the fucking Bears. You had to cut his sleeves off. Yeah, yeah. fuck these sleeves. Get these sweating, fucking things off here. Sweating wow. so Ooh. bad. I need a little air. I need Nervous. A breather. We can't lose to the Bears. We can't lose. Too mad. How about the Bears with Chase Claypool? Yeah. Oh, I will shocker. say this. Holy hell. I will say this. Good trade. Stinks. Okay, that was Darius Butler. That was not me. I've not watched the film enough, although I've seen a lot of games where he hasn't done anything. Yeah. So I would assume that's the case. I think them, and I, I want to watch how I word this because I don't want them benching Chase Claypool after Chase Claypool talks shit about the team. I think that's like one of the best moves the Bears have done in a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's sure. the oh, first, yeah. like, stay home. That's like yeah. the first move that like I watch and I go, like, Okay, that's like at least caring about the right shit. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I think mm -hmm. that's a maybe setting a tone, too, for like everybody. We don't need this right now. Okay, we got enough enemies outside. Damn. We don't need enemies from within. So I appreciated that move. Then they get on a big run. I'm like, look at the Bears. Yeah. Football gods Start are like, yes, back. they're doing the right stuff. And then they're like, you traded for this guy. Okay. Yeah. And now you're going to bench him just because he said the truth. Like, that's almost what the football gods said. So I'm kind of torn about how everything's happening up there in Chicago. My, uh, my sources are actually telling me, first half, Chase was not in the building. He came in the building second half. Actually, third, end of third, begin the fourth that baby voice? Oh, my God. Is that real or is that fake? <laughs> That's what my Wait, sources are saying. Did he watch right from now. the locker room or what? What did he do? I don't know. He's a cancer, though. We got to get him out of there. All right. Yeah, That's what people are saying. <laughs> no We don't know if that's true. Okay, We don't know how he operates behind the scenes, but that is what everybody is saying. And I think whenever Eberflus and the team finally were like, you know, go but for trade value, though, very good receiver. He catch any ball. <laughs> like, he's very good on a team. Yeah. Our team needs yeah. a wide receiver yes. here in Indianapolis. Yeah. Bad. Oh, well, we'll trade you. Not that bad. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. Bingo. He's Canadian. May go play in the CFL. Hey. hey. Fit yeah, in with fine. Play with uh, Kaepernick. Yeah. Exactly. I was about to say, I saw Kaepernick something with CFL, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, BC mm -hmm. Lions. They just clinched playoff spot. Good team this Is that near year. Saskatoon? BC is where I'm from, Tony. Okay. That's Marenzi's favorite yeah, team. Is he going to play? Yeah, that is Marenzi's squad. That's where Marenzi oh, is. You should have heard Marenzi last week about the BC Lions. What was that? <laughs> Fucking losing his mind. Not happy? No, no. He, was just, he jacked up for him. He knew they were going to clinch. Fucking go, BC Lions. So CFL's happening right now. Sure. Playoffs getting started, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great Cup right yeah, around yeah. the corner. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for the Great Cup. Yeah. Trafolski yeah. playing? Yeah, is he back up there? Yeah, lead the Rough Riders. Is he really? I don't know. Chad Kelly's up there, right? Yeah. Hey, I think he's I like MVP. Chad Kelly is balling for the Toronto Argonauts. Oh, oh the and Argos. they're on a collision course with the Lions? Yeah, they're on different uh, conferences, I believe. That's cool. What about Saskatoon? West Coast, East Coast. Well, Saskatchewan. Rough Riders. Jeremiah Masoli's still leading. They the... play in Saskatoon. I know it's Saskatchewan, but. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have a fucking formidable team. They All right, let's get to a break. I'm back sick of to it. Back to back. I understand. Cups. Montreal, hey. Ah, they got a team. The Alouettes. Tr we. we. So it, this is the time of the show where we just start saying every piece of information we have about them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Trudeau's guy up there. Trudeau, Trudeau's yeah. Uh, there. yeah. Uh, Trudeau was doing <laughs> so much coke a couple weeks ago. Allegedly. 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 Well, I'll tell you what. I will say this. Because of what happened with Washington State, who, hey, Washington State, you attack Kirk Herbstreit and Lee Corso after everything they've done for you. Uh, I don't know what happened in the past with ESPN shows. That ain't going to fly. Okay, after what I've heard about everything, that flag, 
Okay. The amount of love that College Game Day has shown mm-hmm. Washington State over decades at yeah, this point. Long time. And I've been told, my sources have told me, that, you know, some of those weeks, there's no Washington State representatives. Whoa. So you know who keeps the trend alive? ESPN and College Game Day are like, you know what? For the good of Washington oh, State, huh. let's go ahead and do this because this is a good thing. It's like, I go to West, I went to West Virginia. I wish there was a WVU flag flying yeah. in the most prominent show in college football every single week and given a full spotlight to it. And then Lee Corso cracks a joke that's real, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's not making a decision, but it's real. And then you start attacking Lee, and then attacking Herb Street. It's like, these people have done a lot for you, I think, Washington State. And I, I don't appreciate that that was right. Now, I am just talking shit in the middle of sure. that. But also, like, bullshit that you attacked Kirk Herbstreit the way you guys did. As Kirk Herbstreit, I think, takes a lot of pride in what game day has been there for 28 years, has a lot of say in that whole thing, and probably was a part of, yes, need to keep the Washington State flag in there. So for one time, they don't go, oh, Washington State. You guys start just getting petty and attacking, like, fuck off, okay? Like, that ain't that ain't how this goes around here, like, with me. Now, they hate that. I got called a cokehead and an alcoholic sure. and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting cokehead. Because uh, my energy and I enjoy stuff. So that's just kind of a standard. That's just kind Zoom of a standard okay. operating procedure. Uh, but then obviously, because of my alcohol problem, is why I puked on Duke. And I understand I got a public intoxication like 13 years ago and all that type of stuff. But like, uh, like you, you look like a bunch of ingrates. You know what I mean? With everything that Game Day has done for your program when you guys stunk. Yeah. And. One thing is said, and then you start attacking. I don't like that. I didn't appreciate that, but I'm a bully. I'm getting called now. <laughs> I'm getting called bully. Of course. And they're going to protest oh. college game day. They're not going to boycott college game day. It's oh, like, what's that mean? Good riddance. I'll put a WVU flag up there. We start a whole new record. Now, <laughs> I am the only one on college game day that feels that way. It has been chatted about, you know, about the respect and how cool they think it is that that flag has flown sure. at every single one and everything like that. And I'm going to let you know, I don't care. I don't care. That <laughs> I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. Put a West Virginia flag up there. Let's start a new one. Brand new. Or any of these other flags. Put them up there. Yeah. A lot of us didn't even know you guys had a school until college game day. Did a whole thing with that. And then one time, Lee Corso makes a joke. And then you misquote him and then attack mm-hmm. him and then attack Herbie. Can't have it. So, wah, 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 zoo. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> Tone, I'm going to turn to you here to start this third hour. There's some trends we need to look at. You know, we've been uh, kind of judging. Dogs, favorites, dogs, favorites. Right. Who's winning? Who's not winning? What happened this past NFL Sunday in your world, and what do we need to look at tonight? So the uh, the favorites actually had their second winning week, so now on the season, it's hilarious. The, they are, the favorites are 30, 30, and three against the spread. So Damn. pretty much wow. right down the middle as as far as that's concerned. Nine, five, and one, though, this past weekend. Yes, nine, I've, five, and one. Uh, what was it? 12 and three straight up, the favorites were so far, just winning the ball game. So tonight, Seattle obviously goes into New York. They're the favorites in this one. So if they continue the trend. Um, and I think that most of the, a lot of the money here tonight is on the Seahawks early, just because, you know, Giants kind of struggle. Seahawks favored by one and a half on the road across the country. I mean, this is a long way. Over under at 47 and a half. Excited to see what wrinkles the Giants do, especially after talking to Peyton there. He's saying, hey, why don't we run a little hurry up to get Danny Dimes into his groove? How do you see this one going, AJ? Yeah, I mean, the Giants offensively definitely will want to get something going. They're going to want to, uh, 
I guess what people probably still remember what happened to them first week of the season, don't they? Uh, Prime time. Yes. Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> first week of the season, Jets on uh, Sunday night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giants on Monday night. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, so uh, I mean, what do we though, got? No, no. What we, does that mean? Reverse. No way New York goes 0 for 4 in back to back primetime games here in the first four weeks, right? Or is this Seattle Seahawks team built to go on the road and travel and win on a Monday night, D Bud? I think so. That offense is just a mixed bag. Guys show up. Kenneth Walker is a monster. You got weapons out, outside with the receivers. The tight ends are good, and we know Geno's good. So, um, questions on that O line, as you heard Shefty say earlier. This game is played at 8 15 tonight. Congratulations to the boys playing at 8 15. Yeah, one game, yeah. too. Only one. Yeah, one game. Game is great news for all of us as football fans. Uh, yesterday morning, there was a game 930 local. Right. And it wasn't just on ESPN Plus uh, with Dan Orlovsky, Chris Fowler, and Lewis Riddick on the call. Hell no, yeah. It was also Toy Story mode. That's yeah. right. AJ, did you get a chance to take a glimpse at either of these? I, I tried to watch both. The Toy Story one, I tried to watch at the beginning. Novel concept. I like the way that dog is backing it up and moving and doing the whole thing. I like Andy's room. Toy Story, obviously, legendary program, legendary movie. They had incredible accuracy on some of the plays Mm -hmm. whenever it was up and running. Now, early, they stumbled out of the gates. We wondered how they were going to be able to handle all of this. (laughs) The amount of tech that goes into all of this stuff is absurd. I feel like the production crew battled through a little bit. The clips post-time... Looked great, but I will say I only watched about two, three minutes of this. Now, I did see a lot of people with kids were watching it all the way in its entirety. What are your thoughts on the Toy Story uh, run, AJ? And what are your thoughts on the game as the Jogs get another win in London and they're still over there because they got another one this week? Yeah, well, I was pulling for Artie Smith a lot, you know, in part in how we got to speak with him on Friday and see his brother, the CEO, yeah. uh, Big Dick Smith of uh, FedEx, where we wanted them to win, obviously, Certainly. because of, of of our relationship with them, I guess. We give the Jags credit and what they could do. But as far as the Toy Story situation, what network was that on live? I only watched clips. You son of a Disney bitch. Plus. We talked about it. It was on ESPN there we go. Plus, too. Yeah, it was on ESPN no, Plus. No, I watched the game on ESPN Plus. It was right next to it on ESPN Plus. You saw uh, it. I didn't see it. Scumbag. It was right next to ESPN Plus. I didn't see it right next to it. Oh, yeah, it was. It was game, and then I'm... Sunday fun. Right. It's cool they could do it. I think it's cool they could do it, and it's cool they'll get younger kids, I, I would assume, were interested. Need it, for sure. Well, the thing about it is... We learned that this game was on ESPN Plus on Friday, yeah, right? Yeah. Didn't we? That's yes, what we, we, that's what we learned. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. We had no yeah. idea. We had, you learned on Sunday, Sunday okay? Morning. Well, thanks for following the program. I mean, you got to be doing an NFL <laughs> matchup, but we <laughs> right. we literally had a 25-minute conversation on Friday about how we should have known <laughs> yes. that it was not on ESPN. <laughs> on ESPN. It was actually on, only on ESPN <laughs> Plus. But then you go into ESPN Plus, and this is just like prime. Like, hey, just get me to the game, <laughs> and then let me make decisions afterwards. Yeah. I'm about tired of having to do it. Four things, and then get. But it was right next to it. It was right. It was the Toy Story one. Was literally right next to it. I on ESPN. check it out. Tells it, me you didn't. Did, you didn't even watch. It did you sweet. enjoy it? Did you enjoy the Toy Story part? I didn't understand when we were talking about it Friday. I wasn't sure. Like that was the live motion capture situation where it's going right to the animation, which. Have they ever done anything like that before? No, and it feels like that was a lot of uh, yes. commitment from ESPN and from Disney to make this happen. And the clips are certainly going to carry the day, and hopefully they'll be able to do this again in the future because there's people that loved it. Introducing Boston Connor. Absolutely loved watching yeah. this thing. Yeah. And obviously, you're a Toy Story fan, but why'd you enjoy it? I just thought it was cool just because of how accurate it was. Now, you mentioned You're a sellout, though. That's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. no, I, I'm ESPN's not... telling you to say this. Uh, it, it, 
First of all, if someone told me to say it, I probably wouldn't say it. Or, Whoa! Or if they told me, I would probably screw up how they wanted me to actually say it. But I thought it was cool strictly because of how accurate it was. Like it, early on, there were there were some troubles. Like I think they ran two plays, and then after that second play of the first drive, they basically didn't show another play because they something was screwed up, and we knew it was going to be impossible. You know, with the technology, we thought it was quite and, a big ask. Yeah, yeah to, it, to to pull it off, we thought it was going to be. A tall test, but they did figure yeah, it out. Yeah, no, no, they did, and there, like, there were multiple plays. Obviously, the Bijan run, everyone kind of saw yeah, that. That, that one, cool. that one went where he juked that guy out of his shoes, and the animation of it was perfect. But then there was another one. Once they really got into their groove of the game, Trevor Lawrence had like a 15 yard, you know, scramble first down, whatever. And the animation of it in Andy's room was skip out of bounds. Yeah, skip bingo. It was identical, like. The animation of him stepping up in the pocket, spinning out, running, dodging one guy, getting out. Like, that's exactly how they showed it in the Pixar thing. So, if they can figure out the technology of it, yeah, I think this is the it play, is. actually. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, I thought that was cool. And also, yeah, I'm a sucker for Toy Story. Sue me. I like Buzz. <laughs> I like ball Woody. The crane, which was sweet. Yeah, yeah the crane yeah. was sweet. The mm-hmm. little GIs coming in yep. and with the first down. That was cool. The little eggs trying to explain football. I think they made it much more confusing. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. Well, Dan taught us how to throw a ball, which yeah, was, that was cool. neat. He checked on the dinosaur, though, after he hit it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So that was very nice of yeah. Dan. Mm-hmm. I thought they should have done like Dan what who? Jacksonville does. Dan Orlovsky. I know how in the pool in Jacksonville. AJ. He, he was calling the game. Yeah, okay. So they didn't have a separate pants. Disney Plus commentating group. Yeah, Boog uh, and Daniel. I saw that picture. Dan wasn't okay. calling the game. Yeah, they looked It cool. was Boog and Chris. Hey, what happens? Stevens. Okay, if let's say there's yeah. a bench bench clearing brawl when all these guys are wearing this, are they gonna <laughs> they're gonna show that fight animated? Yeah. So imagine let's take it one step further. Somebody gets real pissed and tosses somebody in the fight. One of those yeah. little animated oh, characters yeah. flying through the sky. Uh huh. All right, we yeah. need these guys to explore the space a little bit more the next time this happens. We need jump oh. over shoulders Ooh. whenever it's like celebration. Mm-hmm. We need we yeah. need them in a sky. That's no, we need saying. buildos. We need buildos thrown on the field next animation game. Yeah, but the buildos yeah, wouldn't yeah, have the chips in there. It is for the kids. Doesn't right? matter. Doesn't matter. I'd love to see the animation while they see Gabe learn. Davis <laughs> suctioning one to his forehead and chasing a referee around. Gabe Davis scored another touchdown, by the way. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe Davis. First one. The game kind of stunk, though, to be honest with you. 9.30 in the morning while we're getting ready for the other games. I was obviously a little bit tired because everything that happened on Saturday, so I don't want to be the voice. Game kind of stunk. You know what I mean? Did, yeah. like, the Jags did their thing. Congrats to the Jags. Yeah. yeah. But the Atlanta Falcons did uh, – I think they got some. Uh, yes. Yeah, they do. They, they do. got a uh, they do. specific I, issue. Heineke still there? Still there? Heineke uh, yeah. is still there, and he looked ready. So we asked Coach Artie Smith about Desmond Ritter, and he said Desmond Ritter plays well in critical situations. Mm-hmm. Getting to those critical situations involves playing well, well throughout the entire game. At what point do you think they're going to turn elsewhere? And what have you seen from Desmond Ritter that makes you think he could either become a guy or maybe not be a guy? Uh, I have big question marks with him coming into the year. But he is young. What is this, four games into his career? Bingo, yeah. You know what I mean? Second year, but first year has really been a guy. Um, So you still got to give him some time to figure it out. He has, obviously, the talent. He was drafted second round. He has has talent around him. But at some point... You're going to look around, and you saw what happened on the sideline with Mac Hollins. <laughs> you know, he missed him, so it's going to be frustrating. He missed Mac Hollins on the deep ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of tried to go to him and give him, hey, you know, sorry, bub. And Mac Hollins jumped up out of his like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. So um, it's going to be some frustration yeah. in here, but, uh, yeah. yeah, game. I did, to your point, AJ, Tough. I was hoping after the pub call on Friday that they get a big-time win. Because you go to the pub, Dick Smith's doing his thing in the background. You lose. A lot of people are going to say, 
we'd rather win games than doing any of these pub stuff. Yeah, exactly. what the hell? So we're, we were pulling for the Falcons there, but the Jags are the real deal, I think. They are. And let's not look past the fact, and I don't know if they animated it or not on to- Toy Story, Jackson DeVille. Oh, oh man. Was... Bungie jumped off the top of Wembley. Did you see this? No, I didn't know he's doing that internationally. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, this Let dude jumped see. off the top of Wembley. That's him. Jackson DeVille in the sky. And then he says, let me bring the game ball down. Boom. Jumps off the top of that thing. And I was supposed to be impressed with Chris Angel? Okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, Chris I Angel agree. did that For straight real. jacket. So. <laughs> and he broke a record. So, so how does how does this guy's head stay on, but the Oregon guy hits a clock that twice and his whole head falls off? Jacksonville is hanging upside down from about 10,000 feet on a regular basis, so I'd assume his costume was built that way. I didn't think they knew Puddles was going to get a little excited with a hammer. No. You know, I don't know if they had that thing ready to go. Is that his name, Puddles? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was asked, remember, He's how many guy. push-ups will Puddles do today? And I said 42. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Turns out, does push-ups every score. Right. Uh, so oh. I didn't have the... I mean, it's a trick is, question. There is an equation for that, though, you know, where I could quickly figure that out. I wasn't going to be the one to figure it out. Though. Nope. Mm. You were pretty spot on, though. I think they scored, what, 45? 40, 40. They did score. They score Look at the Superdog standings. I'm having a time. Oh, yeah. I'm having quite a run right now. Yeah, they're going to have to restart that. Have you seen this, AJ? It's like over. No, let me see. Look it is up. over. If they don't restart it, then it's just oh, yeah. it's a blowout. Because you came out of the gates hot. You, you killed them from day one. All right. I'm at 68 right now, I think. Mm-hmm. What's the closest next to you? Zero. I think 21. No. So they just need to all take long shots every time to try to catch up, right? Yeah, I think so. And they all, some of them need to hit a couple long shots in a row, which. Oh, geez. I, you know what? I feel really good about that. Last year, I got no points in this thing. You know, and then this year came out guns a blazing. Know more about college football this year mm-hmm. than I did last year, obviously. That's going to happen whenever you're covering it on the biggest college football show that there is. But this college football season has been a lot of fun to cover. It is, AJ, it has been a lot of fun to cover this year. I mean, how about the Colorado-USC game? People thought that thing was over. Mm-hmm. Colorado comes back and almost wins it. Like, it was awesome. Great showing out of Shador, yeah, by the way, unreal. doing his thing, continuing to add to it. I forget how many touchdowns, but then Caleb had six touchdowns or something like that? Yeah, yeah. six. He, he is absurd. Their defense is going to be the problem again. That's going to be the whole conversation. Like, yep. Oregon is, you know, we saw what they did to Colorado, but, like, defensive front, like, they – out of the Pac-12. And maybe Wazoo goes on a run. And by the way, I love the team. I'm completely okay with the coach using Lee Corso's quote as a rally for the team. Just like I'm completely okay with Ryan Day using a Lou Holtz quote, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though Lou Holtz is getting interviewed by a Lou Holtz impersonator. I just think the Wazoo fans, wow, you know, I think mm-hmm. they uh, oh, yeah. a little bit, yeah, I don't think they're as grateful as they should be for the spotlight that they've been given by people at game day for a long time. Long time. Even when the flag's not there or Washington State representative's not there, college game day would like to give a spotlight. What exactly did Lou say? What did Lou say exactly? Uh, Lee Corso. No, not, not Lou. Lee, yeah, my bad. Yeah, they're not all the same. Yeah, geez. Yeah, you're just, what do you mean? You hate old people. Old yeah. ones. <laughs> False. We're talk- I love both these guys that made the comments. You know I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just can't can't tell them apart. Yeah, right. Who's that old Old coach. That old sack of shit. That's That's disgusting. He basically called the Oregon State, uh, Washington State game. The, oh, nobody wants us. It's Coach Corso, first of all. 
Okay, so he's cutting a joke. Mm -hmm. And it's the nobody wants us bowl because they're the Pac-2 right now. Everybody else has been plucked except for them. Now, I would like to say, because Washington State fans are now saying that I'm actively working against them finding, uh, okay. Come okay, on. Okay. Hey, I want them in the Big 12. I would like the Washington State in the Big 12. Welcome to West Virginia's conference, okay? <laughs> Welcome to the Big 12 where the Mountaineers are climbing <laughs> right up to the top of this. Texas and Oklahoma are on the way out. Probably the right time. Probably the right time to go to the SEC because what Neil Brown and West Virginia are doing is lights out right now, pal. I didn't even know who the starting quarterback was, okay? I said, listen, Nico Marchiola is going to do his thing. Didn't play. Garrett Green played. Yep. But Garrett Green was running wild, brother. Yeah, and that's all we need to be reminded of. So, Wazoo fans, I will be openly campaigning for you guys to come to the Big 12 for the rest of the season. And that's only because... You guys deserve to get smacked around a little bit, especially by some other schools that would love to be in the position that you guys have been in for 20 years on college game day. West Virginia, though, don't look now, D-Butt. Don't look now. Don't look now, D-4-1. Take note. Don't look now, Kirk Herbstreit. playoffs. What did they – Maybe. Hey. The hope's still alive. We don't know. this week? Who we got this week? Don't worry about it. Tech? Okay. You got Texas Tech, Duquesne? Listen, the Dukes played them a lot better than these other Big 12 schools have, so don't yeah. you worry about Duquesne. Yeah, we butt raced Duquesne. Uh, we killed them week two, obviously. That's what we do uh, at West Virginia. But TCU thought they had it all figured out. I saw a bunch of happy faces underneath cowboy hats down there at TCU whenever, before oh, yeah. that game started. Then all of a sudden, just grind and pound. We will do this. And Neil Brown made a couple decisions in there that certainly, you know, we're going, what do we do? Neil Brown's got the boys flying around. Yeah. Neil Brown. We're playing at Houston. Dana Holgerson's there. Count that as a dub. We're five and one. Then Oklahoma State, sorry about it. Your homecoming game? Oh, oh, oh is that right? No, it's your homecoming game. Versus Oklahoma oh, State. That's yeah. at home. It's at oh, Milo. Oh, oh, oh. So sorry. So sorry. I don't like that we did that. Sorry about Oklahoma State. That should have been Duquesne there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that should have been Duquesne there. Both those teams stink. Which is probably why the schedule is the homecoming game, but still, geez, Louise. Yeah, you boy. might win out. UCF's going to be a tough task, but outside of that. Who's uh, back up for John Rice? He's been killing it. Uh, Rice. Milan Puskar. Milan Puskar. Uh, Puskar. I yeah. believe it's pharmaceutical out of oh. West Virginia. Oh, it's a, not a, a company? Push. Yeah, oh, it wasn't. I, probably a human company named after human, I think. Okay. Always been the, 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 name. the name of the stadium. He's, he's an American entrepreneur and philanthropist. Well, philanthropist cool. is awesome. We need to start putting yeah. that on my shit, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you are a, you're a legit philanthropist. Yeah, it just gives money for no reason. Yeah, but like the people who are disgustingly rich going, and I'm a phil remember, philanthropist. Yeah. It's like, of course. Yeah, you're forced to give your money pretty much. We but get it. We get it. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Pushkar, though. Great, great philanthropist. Guy. Great yeah. dog, right? Great, yeah. great, yeah. great rest philanthropist. In, rest in peace. You got to yep. rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Milan right? died. Yeah, in 2011. Oh. How? Gone too soon. You hit by a car? Uh, no, look that's cool. the big push. <laughs> I don't think I ever met him, so I cannot tell you if that's him or not. But if that is him, rest in peace, sir, and thank you for your service yep. to West Virginia. Thank you, Milan. Looks like a push car. Milan. Oh, Milan is—he's he, dead, and you're just doing this right in his face. No, he's a great guy. We just said that. He goes by Mike, I guess. Mike. Oh, Mike. All right. <laughs> I never was told that. Mike Pusker. <laughs> I was never told that. I've never met this guy. He only had to pay twenty mil to get the stadium named after him. For what? Forever. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, what should not be forever? Isn't that the same as the Chris Listen, Bickle? There's been some deals that have been That's signed a, yeah. in the past that have been pretty absurd. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be surprised if you give us $20 million. 
I was well, forever. I don't know what you call it that. Because it has been named that for a long They've done a lot of upgrades, too. Philosophy and mission. Milan Postcard Foundation's mission is to improve the quality of life yeah. in the state of West Hell yeah. <laughs> Milan Mike Postcard exemplified a life of philanthropic giving for the benefit of individuals and communities. Hell Mr. Yeah. Postcard embodied generosity and transformed lives by support for academics, athletics, healthcare for the homeless. Nice. And medical research today with a few of his passions. His foundation seeks to honor his memory and continue his legacy of enriching lives of others. Thanks, Mike. I didn't know Morgantown had homeless. 1934. People who live there, actually. Well, that's what homeless people are. Um, the <laughs> they do live there, yeah. A lot of I think guys go to their school, and then they they get caught up having a good time, mm -hmm. and then they have a good time, and then all of a sudden they're having a time, yeah, all by themselves. Makes sense. I think that's kind of the effects of it. Morgantown's not the city I'd want to be home. No, it's, it's a tough environment. Really? Just everywhere you're going, it's either this or this. Uh -oh. It's you not warm. I mean? It's, I was thinking strictly free beer being handed out to homeless And people. hot dog guy late night, too. Get you a nice little early breakfast if you want to wake up 2.30, 3 a.m. Hot dog Not a lot of best. bathrooms open after midnight, though. That's problematic. Can't, can't you pay the homeless care. people and just piss in their mouths or something? Jeez. Oh, right. boy. What? Wait. Let's move along. Aggressive. I thought that would help. You're disgusting. You're absolutely disgusting. I was strictly... Mike Puskar is trying to take care of this yeah. whole thing, and you're just trying to put it down. Is this, is, this is just strictly hydration reasons. <laughs> you're keep, a bad guy. Keep those people ready and spry. I understand that's what AJ does. He drinks his own urine. There's no reason to do that to anybody else. Let's move to my favorite segment of the week. It is a segment in which we get to learn about how fan bases are feeling about their actual NFL teams. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but... That's Ken Dorsey. I don't think he's overreacting. That reaction was just fine. So we put out a bird call every Monday morning and say, hey, let your NFL fandom out. You will not be judged. No, no. You will actually be celebrated. Ty Schmidt went through and picked. Uh, like 14, but, you know, just uh, there were so many good ones. I just wanted oh. to make sure we had our bases covered. Let's run through them right meow. Here's from uh, Kung Fu Kilby. Shinigami and Kilby yes. oh, have had battles and... Kung Fu Kilby has been on top of his game. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but Josh Allen and Buffalo Beals are a wagon and the best team in the NFL. They made the Dolphins look like frauds that they are. Whoa. And Josh Allen is going to be the MVP this year. The Finns won't make it anywhere until the defense can figure it out. Ah. Now, I also heard some people saying, let's squish the fish. Fun fact, Dolphins are mammals. They are not fish. Whoa. But the Dolphins certainly squished got squished by the Buffalo Beals that are actually bison. So a right. lot of conversation there about the who's and the what's. All we do know is that the Beals certainly humbled yeah. the Dolphins. Do you believe that's the case? Are they the new kings, the new daddies of the entire NFL? Darius Butler, diehard mm, Dolphins fan? Nah, absolutely not. Josh Allen could very well win MVP this year. He keeps playing how he's playing. But uh, far from frauds, early in the season. You know, good, good little road bump here. We'll be all right. Let's go to another overreaction. Uh, thank you, Kung Fu Kilby. This is another sharp. And Noah is sharp. sharp. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but, but the Cowboys are the truth. We finally have a kicker. We are the Kingslayers. Killed Brady, and now wow. we killed Bill Whoa. Belichick. What a shot from Noah Sharp and the Cowboys community. That Aubrey kicker was going to have a 66-yard attempt. I yeah. do believe yesterday. Yeah. Then a penalty happened, made it 71. Was hoping that maybe he would get another opportunity at it. He seems to have quite a leg and doesn't get rattled at all. This Cowboys team bounced back beautifully, AJ. We think they're still the Kings or what? 
I don't know. I mean, week to week, what do you what do you know? What what do we know week to week? The Cowboys now, you want to crown them last week, they're terrible. So what is it? What do you want to do? Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but Cowboys are kings right I'm now. I'm a believer. Yeah. I'm no, a believer not. in the Cowboys. They're not. I am a believer in the Cowboys because I think when you have a strong offense that can take the ball away, they can make up for a lot of mistakes. That If your offense, say, just has a down day, you can win those games that you might not win if you didn't have an elite defense. Big Mike McCarthy doing his thing. Obviously, it's nice to see that. Loss of digs. Still going to be something that we are going to await the ripple effects of later in the season whenever they stare down a team that does have weapons and does have a quarterback, unlike the Patriots. Do you appreciate the fact that your team is now the team that teams are getting back on and getting excited about getting a big win over? I'm very excited that Cowboys fans are reacting this way because if this is how they're reacting now, then they are just setting themselves up for total heartbreak later in the season strictly because the Patriots are six-point dogs and they really aren't that good. The true Kings will be revealed on Sunday night when the Cowboys – play the San Francisco 49ers. Bingo. And, yeah. A big part of that, interesting stat from Hembo here, Dak has the number one QB rating in the league this season when they're tied or leading. Ooh. 84.8. 26, though, Ooh. whenever they're trailing. Oh. So you got the Niners. going to be important to see who gets up early there. I don't know. What would that – why would that be, you think? What is the reasoning of that? Just a different play calling, more running? Because when you're trailing, you're not running the ball as much? What do you not think? sure. A lot of the games that they've won this year – they didn't have much pressure on them offensively to put up points. And, and you don't see that explosive element in their offense. C.D. Lamb have his, has his time here and there. But, um, you know, the tight end position is not that great. Wide receivers don't create um, separation, you know, down in, down out. So it is it is surprising. We'll see. Like you said, Sunday night, it'll it'll say a lot about oh, this yeah. Cowboys team. Okay, sweet. We got some breaking news in the middle of this. Uh, Jonathan Taylor will be practicing Whoa. with the Indianapolis Colts on Wednesday. Here Let's go. go. Let's go, JT. How's the business look? Doesn't matter. How's he look on the field? If it's good, then business is good. Mm-hmm. We'll go on a record of stating that I think he and his agent completely bobbled this. This was a terrible attempt. Bad move. Did not know what the market looked like. Did not appreciate the timing of the move that they made. But all can be forgiven and made up for if Jonathan Taylor comes back and balls, AJ. So I appreciate that. Can't wait to see him back in the Colts uniform. And I will let him know. The way this offense is looking with Anthony could be pretty special. He's not getting introduced last anymore, though. I will. <laughs> whenever the offense gets introed, he will not be the last one introed because there's a new guy in town in Anthony Richardson. But obviously, we're in a good spot if Jonathan Taylor's healthy and playing football. You guys were there. I didn't see every snap. Did Anthony Richardson play every snap? Played, finished, took some big shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought true. he was done. Thought he was done. Took a shot. I go, ah, that's it. He was limping a little bit. Right before the two-point. Bingo. And then, boom, two-point gets it. Yep. And then he finishes it. Has a great fourth quarter. I mean, he's – yeah, it's the first game he's finished, which is good news. Yeah. Yeah. Was ready for Minshew Mania if we needed it. Oh, yeah. Great comeback, too. Was ready for it. But with Jonathan Taylor, if he's – if he looks like he looked two years ago. Oh, boy. Wow. Look out. That'd be awesome. Woo. And then you got Moss, too, who's been playing well. So Randy? Great. Zach. Uh, Zach Moss. Have a little respect. Cousin of Sonoris. It's not Santana that. Santana Moss. That. But be. dog. Okay. Zach is a dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got him for the Bills. Yeah, good pickup. And the offensive line looks like they're playing much better than they played last year. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Pittman. Pittman's look good, too. What's, what's Jonathan Taylor going to say that first day back? That's going to be a press conference. Hey, I don't guys. know. Ooh, boy. I fucked up. Okay. I fudged up. I ended up with no money now. You know what I mean? Now I got other teams thinking I'm a bad guy. Exactly. Everybody thought I was a mayor. Everybody thought I was a hero. Now I'm a little bit of a, but he's going to come back, do well, yeah. and everybody's going to forget about all this. Well, no one, I mean, other than like outside of diehard, 
Colts people that hold grudges. If he comes back and he dominates and he plays like he did a couple years ago, this is this will be forgotten. Yeah, other teams will say, this is why he was saying. Uh-huh. This <laughs> yeah. is why he was saying what he was saying. If he looks like what he looked like a few years back, Man. Oh. which is a hilarious thing to think about, he was bigger, stronger, faster than everybody. Now, last season, injured, didn't play every single game. The run game was terrible. Team was terrible. He said after the season he's going to play out his contract. Mm-hmm. Then when everybody spent all their money and made their decisions, he said, I want a new one. Held out, caused the cancer scene almost uh, in the locker room with a new culture being put in. Mm-hmm with a new guy. Just, oh, that's, we'll forget about it. Just play good football, JT. Yeah. Play good football. Good luck. Auto matters. I like his agent uh, has liked tweets saying that I'm Jim Irsay's mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, Jim Irsay comes on this show, but I don't know what Jim is going to ever say. <laughs> no. I am just simply pointing out the facts. You guys made a fucking bad move, okay? It was a bad move. The way you went about it, you didn't get more money. He, he's hated by the people that loved him, and it's been an uncomfortable situation. So, if he comes back in balls... Let's go. Yep. And then let's get mm-hmm. let's start shaking some Hans agent. Instead of liking tweets about me being a mouthpiece, let's go ahead and send some uh, tweets to Jim Mercy saying, "Great dancing at halftime." Yeah, you cried. Really appreciate what yeah. you did. You know, so sorry then, to hear about Takate. Because then, yeah, Lolita. That's because then maybe through season doing business, which humans do. You know, the internet doesn't do business. Humans do business. You know, maybe he crushes it the next five six weeks. Then we have an opportunity to maybe revisit the whole conversation to get a little bit more money instead of you know everything that it was. Did Jim Irsay really dance at halftime? Yep. Yeah. He did. Yep. What was the what was the overall performance, or was he the performance only? Him? So it was um, it was the youth cheerleaders. Yep. Which is like five hundred uh, girls. I think ranging probably from like ages six, it looked like, to about smart. twelve. Yeah. Even some yeah. Of the tickets. A lot of people in the stands. It's smart. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they bingo. But they're dancing. Bust, dan- bust dan- them in. Dancing with their grandparents. So his grandparents really? with the cheerleaders. So the youth cheerleaders started on the field. There's like 500. Yeah, there we go. There's uh, Jim Irsay with his granddaughters who were a part of the youth cheerleaders. So the <laughs> youth cheerleaders were on the field all by themselves doing their dance. Then music change. And then grandparents come running onto the field with the and they're doing now a choreographed dance. Jim Irsay was one of the grandparents going out there just doing right. his thing. Yep. Oh, good for him. That's awesome. His, his grandkids will remember that forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I Definitely. mean, especially well, once. Everybody the- was doing a different dance to Jim. I, I will uh, say. I think Jim missed the choreography <laughs> oh. part of it. I don't know if he was told exactly. <laughs> Did he go to rehearsals? I don't think so. He was starting to do like this type of dancing, holding her hands, and there was like full moves that were happening. Everybody else was trying to do. Jim Mercer was out there having a good time. Yeah, he was high stepping at one point. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and it really threw everyone knees? off when he came out and Crazy Bitch started playing, and all the kids were like, I don't even know what this yeah. song is. That is not. What is your problem? That's what happens. You said hey. the music changed. Yeah. Hey. Yo, crazy bitch. That was, not, that was not the song that they were using for the youth cheerleaders. Oh, Just one of that song did have a run though. Yes, yeah. yeah, it did. Do you remember how angry people Ballet. got at bars yeah. whenever yeah. that song uh-huh. would come on? Everybody was yelling. That. Yep, great song. What's that other song that had a little bit of a run? Back then? Cherry pie. Jeez, oh, no. my cherry pie. That's way back. Yeah, a little different that, time. That's okay. way okay. back. Okay, pocket full of sunshine. Great song. Oh, that was my right. alarm for a while. You know, that's about cocaine. Really? Is that right? That's Natasha why I've been told. was thinking about cocaine? That's what I've been told, yeah. Because mm. it was my alarm clock at one point, and uh, I was in a hotel room with like seven people because we didn't have enough money to get a hotel room. Sure. And uh, it was in the bottom of a bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I always. I guess I had 5.30 a.m. alarm set. <laughs> to get to work. Sure. So, boy, everybody else in that 
hotel room was not happy that I'm gonna pocket that I'm fucking for the sunshine. I'm gonna so first it was whose is that? <laughs> and uh, I was sleeping through it. You know, I was still sleeping. So then there was another yell. It was somebody's yell that woke me up, not the not the song. Sure. So then I wake up and whose phone is that? I go, oh, that's me. I apologize. <laughs> and uh, obviously they start roasting the song and then attacking me. Mm-hmm. And then I can't get to it because of where it was. So that thing played for an entirety nice. of its entire. And uh, <laughs> I learned a lot about it. I learned a lot about it. And that morning was certainly one that we'll never forget. But that was a banger there. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That yeah. was a huge. Oh, yeah. That's about cocaine. You know that song? I do not. Uh, yes, you do. Come on. No, I don't. I've learned another song about drugs, too. I didn't know about Which one? the Sugar song. Huh? Which one? No. Watermelon sugar. That's uh, about vagina. Oh, see, I, Jeez, is that right? Is that about oral sex. He talks about it. Yeah. Is it really? You sure? What is your problem? You talking Harry Styles? Yeah. 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 He's talking about oral sex. Watermelon sugar high. <laughs> That's about vagina. Okay. And oral All right. Sex. Google it. Google it, fellas. It's your delivery, I think, not yeah. the information. It's my oral yeah. sex. What do you mean? I can't. I no, can't it's about vagina. That. It's vagina. Yeah, yeah, it was the said. way you said vagina and oral yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, you were just a little bit <laughs> matter of factor, which we appreciate. I want to make sure you could hear me. I want to make sure you could <laughs> We heard you. Yeah, thanks for doing your research, too, AJ. Yeah. Well, who sung that? Hey, that other someone told that to me. Natasha Beddingfield. Yeah. She got a couple yeah. bangers. Unwritten. It's a great video. They're driving through the countryside at sunset, I believe. Yeah. And she's just ripping coke. We don't know if that's true, but video. they do say that it is about the pocket full of sunshine is the never-ending energy you're about to get. Sure. I get accused of doing that drug more than anything in my life. Yeah, me too. It is wild. It's like, hey, no. Uh, I've tried it, and boy, did I hate myself yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never felt worse about old Pat McAfee than the day after that. You mean mentally or physically or both? I mean, physically, you're just exhausted, obviously, but like mentally, I was like, what are you doing? You know, like had like one of those actual conversations mm-hmm. of like, what are you doing? Because oh, yeah. I don't need it, first of all. Mm-hmm. But then you just, eh, can't do it. So anytime somebody says it about me, I'm like, I appreciate you thinking that I'm on performance enhancing drugs right now <laughs> with how much happiness and energy that I have, but also follow up, uh, terrible drug. It's not oh, good, yeah. not good at all. A lot of my friends, that uh, is. That is kind of led. People call marijuana a gateway drug. It's like, okay, maybe I guess if you smoke weed, you'll probably do other drugs. If you smoke cigs too, probably going to do for sure other drugs and stuff like that. But it's like once somebody is into the cocaine, I think then that's mm-hmm. when you start like, what else yeah. mm-hmm. is potentially happening? So I appreciate everybody complimenting my energy, saying it is yeah. not real, but it is not my thing, baby. And then Adderall is another one. I get a lot of that tossed uh-huh. at me. I hate it. You hear me talk. You think I'm on Adderall, you're out of your mind. It's the worst Adderall of all time. I'm a squirrel, just like, <laughs> that ain't that ain't me. You know what I mean? This is all natural. And these people- It's a compliment. I don't know, dude. The way it is. If someone say, thinks you're, I mean, they don't someone thinks you it. have so much juice that you're on Coke, like, thank you. You should just say thank you. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Just yell in their face. It is awesome, though. It is exhausting to be around me full time, though. So just know that I understand that. <laughs> Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? This is from Lauda Sports Media at Lauda underscore sports. Oh. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but, but Belichick might need to leave the Patriots to break Shula's all-time win records. Wow. Organization program can't get it done. Maybe they're holding Bill back. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, I mean, he doesn't have to leave because he'll win seven games for the next five years every year without a problem, not even think about it twice. And I believe he is 20. 
29 games out from it. But yeah, if he wants that to happen in the next three years, then he will definitely need to leave the Patriots unless he just says, you know what, let's go 1-16. and Fuck it. Just go 1-16, and Bill, and then get a quarterback of the future and break that record in two years. And new OC? No, I love Bill Bryan. Not his problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they put three on the board yesterday. Mm-hmm. They knew a line. OC, completely okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the defense. 38-3, to three, but they had two pick sixes. Like, the defense didn't play that bad, but it looks like they did. And I think it's – I mean, it's not the same thing with the, for the offense because they did play terrible. He's just working with nobody. There's just no one on the team. I forget who comes – I think it's Lombardi who comes on here and says wins consistently. Maybe it's Orlovsky. They, you know, they view things kind of similarly, so it makes sense. Uh, but, no. uh, it, there's just no one <laughs> that Mac Jones can say on any down – Okay, I, I know what they're in, and I know he's going to be open. There's, we don't have any. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? Maybe Lord is on to something. It's from Sham Brow. Sham Wow took over for a bit, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Now, we talked about some drugs. Ooh, yeah. Sham Wow yeah, guys. Yeah. All of them. Ooh, Hashtag, boy. I don't want to overreact, but Vic Fangio is washed. Whoa. Defense was better under Boyer. I said it. Dolphins have a long way to go if this defense keeps playing the way it is. Hey, what's going on, Gump? We out on Fangio over there? That is an overreaction, and he is wrong. Boyer was terrible last year. We ran zero <laughs> blitz. We yep. got Ramsey coming back. I would say that Axe probably should have followed Stephon Diggs yesterday, though, because the other corner was getting cooked. Yeah, so the thing about the Jalen Ramsey stuff, you never saw him play, so it's probably easier pill to swallow because he was never we don't even know what that defense is gonna look like. Yeah. Without him or with him. When he is he a missing piece though for that? Yeah, he was missing piece. That's a that's an all pro top five corner when he's out there. Um and he's a guy that you can move outside or inside depending on who you're playing. So a guy like Diggs who moves around a lot. You'll be able to put Ramsey on him. Uh, hopefully, he'll get back out there. But, I mean, I don't care who's calling the plays. We got to tackle better. You saw that play with Stephon Diggs where corners hold him up, safety comes in, he breaks both of them, goes through however long. We got to tackle better. I, I could care less what they're calling. You got to do your job out there. Tyreek was wide open a couple times. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Why don't they cover that guy? You know what I mean? Why don't they cover Tyreek? Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? This is from Hedging My Happiness, respect, <laughs> at DD underscore FIFO. Fucking idiot from Ohio? Is that? Is you reading the same thing I am? Yeah, I believe so. That's how, that's what because it for. could be like business wise, first in, first out. Well, could. Yeah, it could mm-hmm. be. Could be that. And DD designated driver, first in, first out. Okay. Or it could be designated driver because of AA fucking idiot from Ohio. Yeah. Oh. Which I know. I love. I it. know in my sphere, five of those. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, AJ. I couldn't even fathom the number of people. But is that what you're reading there, AJ? Do we think that is an Ohio person there? Oh uh, yeah, I would believe so, especially with the uh, you know it's a Cleveland tweet, so yeah, most likely Ohio. Huh, shout out to them just doing that. Uh, New Philadelphia, Ohio. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. And all around Ohio. Okay, all right. We appreciate this FIFO here. Hashtag <laughs> I don't want to overreact, but <laughs> the sand in the Kevin Stefanski hourglass is running out. Watson, DTR, Chubb, no Chubb, doesn't matter. He can't effectively call plays. He can't adjust mid-game at all. He's your typical Ivy League (laughs) educated moron. Hashtag dog pine. AJ, your thoughts on Kevin Stefanski maybe being the problem up there? Okay, do they want Freddie Kitchens back? Like, what do you want? You got to understand what you want, man. Like, I don't know. Stefanski, is he the answer? I don't know. It's... Cleveland has a proven track record of being a tough place to win a lot of football games over the last, what, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever it might be. They've had they've had glimpses of being a, a really good football team, but they can't consistently do it. I don't know if Stefanski is the answer or not, though. You need your quarterback. Your quarterback, 
Yeah. Have we it's talked about it? play and then he can't play, though, exactly. and he doesn't play. And Stefanski says he trusts him. He knows his body better than us. Of course he does, but I wonder yeah. if they actually thought, like, hey, he's actually going to play, though, right? He's going to he's gonna go. And I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, rude. Sure. A rude. Okay. Sure. Okay. okay. None of us do. And I don't like to bring this type of stuff up normally because it's not our style of show. We are a very player-friendly show. Yep. I feel like we have been. We'll call out dumb stuff. Like, we have to. Okay, have to have some legitimacy, but we are viewing things through the lens of a uh, of players. Mm-hmm. Two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed, cleared to play, not playing. That's a wild thing. That's a wild thing <laughs> well that said. we have to talk about. And I assume the Browns were not expecting that. In every single game, Deshaun was getting better, right? I think we were always seeing For sure. glimpses of him getting better. Best game last week. Bingo. Yeah. So I, I wonder how many snaps DTR got. You know what I mean? And I how think- many. I think a lot of them during the week because I, I think um, Watson barely threw throughout the week. So, like uh, Shefty said, maybe he got out there on Friday or Saturday, whatever it was, and just like, you know what, it's not just right. Let me give it one more week to heal up. But, I mean, it, hey, you want to be out there with your guys. You only got 17 of these. It is a tough division. But maybe he just feels it. Maybe the doctors told him, hey, you know what, you give it one week of rest. It may be better. Uh, what is the exact injury? Do we know? Is it like an AC joint? Shoulder, I believe. Shoulder. Shoulder. Okay, and then go into detail. Yeah, division game, though? I, I understand yeah, that thing. Week four. He had a, I saw he had a heated towel on his shoulder at some point. Yeah, was it game. raining? Was it wet there yesterday? What, the towel? Yeah, what was that? Always has the towel. Oh, okay. Need the towel. Let's lucky get to one. another overreaction. Always has the towel. What are you guys trying to say? Nothing. He always has the towel. It's like hey. a, it's like a lucky a blankie. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people do, do towels. Mm-hmm. I'm a sweaty guy. I'll do a towel every once in a while. Give me in public. Just put it over. Yeah. Put it over he just always brings his own. Yeah, not in super hot places. No. Let's go to another overreaction. I did not expect them to say he was cleared to play. Oh, yeah. No, you know, I didn't have to say that. Did not have, that did not have to come out publicly. No, kind of buried. This is from Cole Edwards at Cole Doesn't Care 8. Hashtag, I wonder how many Cole does I guess there were seven <laughs> other Cole yeah. Doesn't Cares. Must have been. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but what's the point, dude? There's nothing anyone can say about Matt Canada that hasn't been said before or isn't true. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. Says Cole. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if this is a reaction. It seems like a pretty devastated reaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on. This guy's quit. Could have said that better myself. Yeah. That guy nailed it. I don't know what I'm supposed to put in this little post here. <laughs> Everything's already been said. It's all true. Fuck this guy. Yeah. True. All the <laughs> I respect that. All the stats are out there. Everyone's tweeting them. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> that might be our best overreaction tweet of all time. I laughed, I laughed real hard with, with that one earlier. I was dying. Hey, this is a fun little game that you guys let us do, and I enjoy these normally, but there's nothing else that needs to be said. Is In your little overreaction world, this guy stinks. The stats prove it. Put that 400-yard one up again, because uh, I, don't, I don't think I had it 100% accurate, but they are... Bad. It would suck to be Matt Canada right You asked me what? It would not be a fun be game. You, well, how does it feel to be a Steelers fan? I, I mean, <laughs> all, of, all of the above, everyone involved. It was not a great situation right now. The streak continues. Steelers have now gone 39 straight games under OC Matt Canada without gaining 400 yards. During that span, other teams have gained 400 yards 295 times or nine and a half times per team. Steelers had 225 yards today. They've been under 300 in three of four games this season. And it's like, I think people hear 400 and they think that's a big number. Remember in this NFL now, this NFL, they are promoting getting numbers. Mm-hmm. And there's teams that aren't good that are getting 300, 400 yards of offense on a regular basis just because that how's, that's how football is right yeah. now. Teams, defenses are playing shell defenses. So in the middle of the fields, 
there's a lot of yards being gained by people. Then red zone clamping down. So you're seeing these stats get ridiculous. Fantasy football is doing well. Yards bets are doing well. It's electrifying. It's entertaining. And then defenses are locking down whenever it matters. So like the yards gain thing at this stage of football seems to be easier than it's ever been. And the Steelers think it's trig over there. You guys are doing not only algebra, it's impossible for you guys to gain a yard. And, uh, I'm sorry that you guys got to live this and watch this. This is what the Colts were last year. It is a miserable existence it's absolutely, watching football. It's absolutely miserable. We talk about like – It's rugby. You're watching rugby. Yeah. When your team is losing and they are very, 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 very unexciting to watch, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. But when you asked earlier, like, when's the last time they went under – or over 400 yards under Matt Canada, I said never. I wasn't joking. I don't, I don't think it's ever happened. It's wild. It's also just tough to swallow when you look at like – like the Dolphins put up like 700 yards on, on the Broncos. Like they, I mean, they put up more yards in the one Houston game. Houston Texans with four backup linemen put up, what did they put up, 450? CJ had 306 on his own, so probably. Pat, have you ever seen this? They cut to Matt Canada on every offensive drive the Steelers. Have. Yeah. The camera the, cuts he's the Taylor Swift of the Steelers games. The networks know. The networks know, like, how Steelers fans feel. Um, let me get the exact yardage here. So, the – Let me see. Let me find it. CJ Stroud, here we go. That fourth CJ Stroud uh, threw for 306 yards. Okay. Damian Pierce rushed for 81 yards just by himself. I assume there's other yards there. That's four. They're at 400 some yards yeah. already yeah. against your defense. That's incredible. And that's the Texans. 450. Yeah. They just got that quarterback. It's like there's no excuses. You know what I mean? Like there's no excuses for why it doesn't work in the modern NFL. And Tomlin just being as loyal as he is is awesome. Like very much appreciate that Tomlin is the way he is. But at some point, you got to put a brand of football in the field. Yeah, like Tomlin hates watching it. I assume you know. I would assume so. He has to. It's a loud fan base too. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Good, great fan base, but loud. And I, I didn't watch much of that game when I turned to it. They, uh, at that fourth and one, the play Kenny actually got hurt on, and I just kind of paused it. Like you got like. Three guys, 15, 20 yards down the field, maybe two around the stick. But when the play came one. in, the, there was two offensive linemen who kind of looked to the sideline like, that's what we're going yeah, like, in this situation. Fourth and one like that, you want a quick quick play. You know, most guys around the sticks, maybe you got one deep option. Maybe you got an option for the quarterback to run, like just something. But to have to have that and then every uh, – I put a tweet on that. All the <sighs> piss for feeling. Like, yep, this is what we're dealing with. Everybody. Saw some Matt, Matt Canada drives out there oh, with yeah. – uh, yeah, a lot of so, memes on Omar so, Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is all eyes are on him. Tomlin has to do something. At some point, he's got to do something. Has What's to. he going to do, though? Promote from within something? What do you do? Ben Roethlisberger. Boom. Boom. You think Ben nope. – well, would Ben be willing to do that? But they got to pay him. Listen. If Ben came back to coach, he's just going to play. He's like, well, just, just give me a uniform in case because I think once I get out there, I'll Imagine him calling plays full pads. <laughs> yes. Oh. Just show up on Sundays, call plays. He's like, I ah, forget it. He just tosses his helmet on he goes in. He's got yeah, – I got it. Well, let I'll him Zoom it. call in. You know what I mean? Let him Zoom call in the meetings. Kind of understand where it's at. He's going to have to call Thursday and Friday, though. Like, going to have to call. Well, if, Kenny, if Kenny's hurt, yeah, maybe he just does come back and finish the season out as 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 OC quarterback. Player coach. Jackie Moon. Yeah. That'd be sick if Ben Roethlisberger's out there. What it, I wonder what this play is going to be. It's going to be a touchdown. Yep. Pickens. The, the, the bomb. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? Pittsburgh, yeah, we agree. Dead. Rex, going to give it to you. What? He's going to give it to you. What? Rex, going to give it to you. At Z-Rex. Get it? Oh. 92. Yep. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag I don't overreact, but, but Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud are the next Manning, Brady, Q, 
QB duo. They're also good friends. I do believe whenever they oh. saw each other, they dapped each other up. Yeah, we got two good ones. Now, C.J. Stroud's stats and optics and old-schoolness of quarterback, much more beautiful style. I appreciate what he has been able to do very quickly. Night one of his preseason, his first two drives, I put out a couple posts about it. I'm like, C.J. looks good. Then he threw a pick at the end of the one drive, yep. and I got murdered. I'm like, he looks the part. Like, he just looked comfortable. He made a mistake there in coverage. I think since day one, he has been mature enough yeah. to be an NFL guy. Here's a press conference after the game where C.J. Stroud actually chatted about Houston Texans fans and his thoughts about them. They got a guy down there. Here's C.J. That ain't flying from, like, anybody in this building. I want them to know, like, we find our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with Texan gear pride. Like, y'all, y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub. Um, and for me, that's, I take that real personal because uh, I don't like being bagged on by my teams. Like, when my Lakers lose, I'll be pissed. So, <laughs> so like, I, I, tell you, I take that stuff real serious, man. And it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in. And um, like you've seen, I mean, them, the Steelers fan came, came and they showed out today in our stadium. And we sent them home. Um, and I think our, our fans felt the energy like, man, we ain't, we ain't playing today. Like from the get go, so um, I just want to say, man, like we're gonna keep, like we're gonna keep fighting every day, just so y'all can walk around with that swag. Um, I think that's huge, man, for this team. That's something that we want to keep building on, and um, it's a blessing to be able to, to be in Houston, like a great town uh, with a lot of stuff to do, great people, it is. Uh, hot, southern hospitality to its finest. Smart. I mean, I'm falling in love with the city little by little, so um, it's a blessing. It is a beautiful city down there in Houston. I've had a lot of great times and JJ's in town. I'm sure JJ and CJ got a chance to chat about Houston and about everything it stands for. Whenever you hear that though, I hear very mature. That is very, that's a leader right there who loves what he's doing. He has thrown, I forget how many balls, 100 and some. uh, 151. 151 attempts, no pick. Like greatest start basically for a rookie quarterback. He is seemingly day one just picked right up to what this is. Yeah, and it's not like he's dropped in a situation where like kind of Andrew Luck was where you had uh, Reggie Wayne and T.Y. He's like he's throwing to guys that are kind of making a name for themselves alongside of him. Nico Collins, you know, Tank Dell, like these guys who are young guys as well coming up with him. And just to hear him talk, a mindset with him. When you go new head coach, you know, new quarterback, like that's a big that's a big change. And they're uh, definitely going in the right direction, especially from where the Houston Texans were, you know, five, six years ago. where Months like they were ago. Yeah. yeah, it was looking crazy. So sure. for them to be going in the right direction right now, it's uh, great for them. AJ, Ohio State quarterback seems to get it right here. Huh? This is good news for the Ohio State. I mean, yeah, hopefully he, he will continue his play and only get better and better. But I think you're right. When you watch him play, he just seems comfortable. Seems in, Doesn't seem like he's overwhelmed. Seems like, hey, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing here. And then obviously his postgame uh, – comments smart obviously very smart guy like to tell him i believe him i think he's telling the truth but like you could tell this guy is bought in he is all in on houston on that team and he wants like he takes pride in it i think that'll absolutely kind of i think that trickles through the rest of the locker room and D'Amico, the head coach has to absolutely love it yeah the taxes are gonna be a problem uh just need to understand that but when you talk about anthony richardson he's a different style you know, him and C.J. Stroud do not play anywhere near similar. Uh, that first half, not great. Things did not look good. Going into halftime, a lot of the boys walking in the locker room, down 20 zip or whatever, thought there was a little bit a little urgency here, boys. Because yeah, we're all kind of learning about them. But this Shane Steichen character with Anthony Richardson, I think they're always going to be in it. I think they're always going to be cooking. And Anthony is electrifying to watch because any play – 
He can either mm-hmm. run somebody over yep. or pull away from somebody. And it's that type of offense that I'm, I'm enjoying. But also the AFC South's got two guys, hopefully for the next 10 years, that are going to be able maybe, to play great football. Maybe three with Trevor. Definitely three. You know? yeah, de- yeah, I mean, I guess Trevor's Trevor. already proven himself. If Doug Peterson's going to do his thing. I think <laughs> what you just mentioned, though, could potentially be the biggest difference between these two guys. You know that Steichen is going to be there calling plays for Anthony Richardson for, you know, how, however long it's going to be. Like, CJ, Bobby Sloak coming from, you know, the 49ers, like being a Shanahan disciple, if he's really good, like if the Texans win nine games or eight games this year, like there's a good chance, like, his name's going to get real mm-hmm. hot. He's going to get a head coaching opportunity. New offense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that is the one thing, like, where if you're a Colts fan, it's like, Hey, we got our guy. We found our head coach. He's going to be calling plays here probably throughout the duration of, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson's career unless things go really bad. Whereas C.J. Stroud, it's like, yep. you know, you come out like gangbusters this year, and then are you just going to lose your you did too good. Yeah, exactly. You did too good. So guess what? You win. Another <laughs> offense. Right. Congrats. Good news. Congratulations. Back Canada. And that's the whole convo about defensive head coaches versus offensive coaches, who gets plucked, who doesn't. And everything needs to be, you know, talked about. The little things need to be talked about. Anthony Richardson, that 360 spike, yeah. that's going to become a – I mean, just so cool. the marketing around, like, the amount of – Commercials. Dude, he, you know my kids and adults are going to get hurt trying to do this in their backyard? How high is he? Yeah, that, that is – He is so high. He's floating. So high. And then that ball hits flat and takes off. Boom. Like yeah. You think, oh, you think he's done rising and he goes up another nine inches. Yeah, it's like, AAR, you're one of the only Dude. humans that can do that. Jeez. So let's make sure – 6'4", 250. That guy. Freak. But he had like a 44-inch vert or something crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. All day long in the red zone. I'm on the five-yard line in. I am having so many QB runs with him. Tebow jump passes off of it. Everything you can think of. Which we hope he can live. Yep. Continue. Stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Short, yeah, you know, don't, I don't need him running a whole lot in the field. But I, down there, man, 6'4", 250 in the quarterback position. Come on now. He's our only weapon, bro. He really is. Like he, hey, Zach Moss gets good yards. Alec Pierce made a big time catch. Uh, Pittman's good. Pittman, made some Pittman makes some yeah. plays, mm-hmm. but it's like most of this is AR running, AR doing this, AR doing that. It's like we need him to stay alive. And we asked Shane Steichen about it on the show, and he goes, "It's something he's really good at." Yeah. So like, yeah, we want to protect him, but also the reason why we draft him at four. Yeah. Is because he can all see also, you know. Yeah, we need him to be able to run. It's just a part of it. And I think Colts fans love it. We're Dude. living and dying, though, with every single time yeah. he's on the ground. Get up. Oh, no. Get up, five. It's good to know you have Gardner, though, honestly. It's good Jim. to know Gardner's there. Vastly different offenses when Gardner's in and when AR's yeah. in, which another compliment to Shane Steichen. Go ahead. To your point, AJ, you, you talked about the Tim Tebow jump pass, like, Derrick Henry did that yesterday, oh, but awesome. you, if you're the Colts, you don't have to do that because your quarterback is the same size as Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That's the team we have not talked about because we only talked about the Bengals. Yeah, Texas. Derrick Henry train yeah. started rolling down the tracks. Yes, it did. D-Hop made some plays. Tannehill dropped some in a bucket. I mean, the Titans look like everything that we had hoped the Titans could look like, and their defense, we're talking about Joe Burrow not being good and everything like that. Their defense is the reason why that conversation's happening today, which Vrabel has always had a great defense. They smacked Cincinnati in the mouth, AJ. That's what the Titans did, and that's who the Titans are. I mean, just watch. we just watched this run three or four times he is, that, he is not supposed to score on that play. Like, he's supposed to get tackled for, like, a six, seven, eight-yard gain. I don't know what it might be. But, yeah, once he gets going, good luck. Good luck ever stopping him, especially when we knew Cincinnati's offense was going to be, uh, you know, going to be tough to, to get a whole lot going with Joe and his calf. But it was fun to watch uh, Derrick Henry get going. It's really the first time we've seen him kind of open it up this year. That was a great spike right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Go ahead. Sweet celebration that game to a drumline one. Yeah. The whole mm. team did it in the uh, end zone. It's dope. But yeah, I, they, mm. they just beat they just beat their ass all, all, all 60 them. minutes. Vrabel's got to love that. I think the way they attack Joe, too, probably blueprint how a lot of people are going to start doing it now. If he yeah. can't move, this is what we're going to do. And it's like Jamar Chase said he was always open. I don't think Joe Burrow had a chance to. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, are you? Thanks. I'll watch the film later. I was on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me uh, let me figure out how I can get my eyes to go go gadget up and see you. There's a lot of problems over there in Cincy, but the Titans seem to have figured something out. Let's hope Tannehill played his best football I've seen for yeah. sure in a long, long time. Let's go to another overreaction. Um, do we have any more? Boom. And boom. Boom. It's from Lee Mosurak. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mosurak. 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 Yes, there it is. Lee Mosurak. Mm-hmm. At L Mosurak. Boom. Hashtag I don't want to overreact. But. but Zach Wilson's talent was never the problem. The New York Jets coaching is horrendous. Sure, he's immature, but the talent is there, and they should just let Aaron run everything. Now, AJ, I didn't see him run last night, but I did see him basically walk here just a couple weeks after an Achilles injury. You think he wants to be calling plays out there? You think he was getting a little bit antsy while he's sitting up there in a booth with no control, watching the boys battle and do their thing? What do you think was running through Aaron's head while he's watching the Jets last night, AJ? It's probably a bit like sad that he wasn't out there with his guys, wasn't able to play. He was probably also a little excited to be back in there, and you saw him kind of bebopping on the sideline with his crutches, showing everybody, like, hey, yeah, look at this. You know, you haven't seen this before, have you? I'm only, what, two weeks out of surgery, whatever it might be, and he's kind of using his crutches about 30% at times and slinging the ball around a little bit. So I was worried he was going to stay on the sideline for the game because he even said, like, nah, until I'm able to move out of the way of someone coming flying off the sidelines, I can't do it. But, yeah, that was was, he was in the, yeah. he was in the yeah. box with uh, – <laughs> With Woody and then what, I assume, like Woody's family and friends? Yeah, and I think Wolverine and Deadpool came over to say what's up. But, like, he, um, that's, let me get one, and then he spins Mm -hmm. it. He doesn't even watch it finish. He gave a little. Yeah, he. He (laughs) knew. Yeah, that was a. Yep, still got no laces. Thanks. Let me get on these crutches. I got to go talk over here to Travis. Yeah. Yeah, You know, people on the internet are saying there's no way this guy tore his Achilles already doing that whole thing. Maybe that's what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just different. Oh, come on. Yeah, they are. Cyborg. Maybe it's just different. I'm joking, dude. Imagine if he was, uh, yeah, my Achilles has been immunized. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Certainly possible. I hope it was. Him coming out and saying, I plan on playing by the end of the year. I cannot believe he was moving like that. Me neither. It's crazy. What a bananas thing. Because yeah. what, Cam Akers was what, three and a half months? Yeah. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. I think it was even more. Four and a half months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had that in his head. He said, you know, Cam came back four and a half. Other people came back four and a half. So he has all these dates of what is possible, what is not possible around and in his head. And I don't think he's doing anything other than, what, rehab. What are they saying here, AJ? What do you think they're talking about? Achilles stuff, treatment? I mean, yeah. What could they be talking about for real? Marshall. Aaron's got his sunglasses on. I see Jeff Ulbrich, the D coordinator right there, just moseys on. He's like, yeah, I'm going to let Aaron go. I don't need to be a part of this conversation. I do appreciate that they were chatting because in Hard Knocks, we saw that guy pay a lot of love yeah. to Aaron. Mm-hmm. So I think Aaron found out through watching Hard Knocks, like, all right, got a good ally in that particular guy. That was one of the first conversations we saw him have on the sideline. Would be excited to hear what Travis and he were chatting about, but were you the one texting him up in the booth whenever he was up in uh, suite? Was that you? No, but I like everybody else. The second I see him on his phone, I think, man, I wish I could get a get away to send him something good that I knew he would. I could see his reaction on camera. <laughs> Tell me, dong shots? Did you send? Yeah, yeah something. You- I mean, it was too late. I already missed my opportunity. I think there'll be another one. Is he staying out there? Do you know? 
I don't know. No, I don't they, know said what his on plan the, is. they said on the broadcast last night that he is flying back to Cali to get his stitches removed. No. Oh, but he, he also said that when he went to OTAs, he was going to fly back to Cali, remember? Yep. And then oh, he yeah. didn't because of how much Funny. he fell in love. Mm-hmm. You can get your stitches out anywhere. You can take your own stitches out if you need to. I'm not a doctor. You are neither. No, I know, but I'm saying he stitches. Also- Stitch removal is nothing. He also said he wanted to be in Malibu when he gets the sutures out so he can soak them in the uh, ocean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Yep. dolphins. Dolphin semen goes over and heals, right? No, it's the noises. The noise. yeah. of the make- oh, I thought he meant they, I thought he meant they excreted, excreted semen and he puts his foot in the path. I don't know if it was any of the frothy stuff from the dolphins, but I do know it was like the red light treatment yes. is what they were talking about with the sonar. Bingo. Right. How about them writing actual reports on that? Pretty cool. A lot of them. It's kind of like Tovid. It was a Tovid throwback. Oh, my God. Tovid. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was a nice little dip of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. People breaking down what he's saying. Huh. What if the dolphin noise does, though? You know, what if 20 years from now you Good. find out? Dolphin noises have the ability to cure blah, 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 blah. Torn Achilles. Everything. Did we get that a dolphin out of the Miami? What are you guys doing? No, we're still Why do you guys have it. so many, like, whales yeah, and on. dolphins just trapped in these terrible... People keep come and visit them, man. Terrible. I Don't play. It. No, no. Terrible. These people. This is like a shutdown yeah. aquarium. Yeah. I think this dolphin's just swimming around it, keeping it in a pool. Cost a lot of money. Why don't you go save this dolphin? I don't know. That's not in South Florida. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with. Got to ask Jim about that one. No, Jim ain't fucking with the dolphin. Yeah, Jim's anymore. dumb with the sea. Where's he at now? Your baby elephants. He's in the savannah now. Oh, What's he doing with the baby elephant? My, yeah, I don't know. Probably something weird, something dumb, something that doesn't help <laughs> your football team. But I, but still honorable. This guy. Yep. Sure yeah, that's quite what a day. This guy. You've had quite a day. Well, am I wrong? <laughs> am I wrong? All right, last overreaction here before we get out of here on this overreaction Monday. Here's from Todd at Darth Dad 2. Hashtag I don't want to overreact, but Bengals are dead. Sell the team. Tear down the stadium. Turn it into a strip club. That's a beautiful way to end overreaction yeah. Monday. <laughs> that is exactly how you're supposed to feel whenever you're a fan of a football team. We can't thank you enough for joining us on this beautiful overreaction Monday. It's already October. Let's remember that. Wow. Yeah. It's already October. Let's enjoy all of this. We're in Halloween month now. Let's go. Great month. This is a great month. Great month. And then the, the hot weather st- starts breaking. Yeah. Starts getting comfortable. Right. And then Thanksgiving. Right. And Christmas, what? and New Year's, what? and playoff football. What? Oh, my God. We're here. Let's enjoy it all. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this for a living. AJ, before we get out of here, one and a half Seahawks are favored by. Uh, who do you like, and how are you taking it? I like the Seahawks minus one and a half on the road here. Bobby Wagner, get a pick. Get a turnover, Bobby. Either He's going to cause the fumble or get a pick. Darius, what do you like? Same. Seahawks, love it. I think Jamal Adams comes and has an impact on this game as well. Mm. Can you put the graphic up from this past weekend? Six, nine, five, ten. Sweet. I oh, like boy. the Seahawks as well. Nice. All right. Good pick. <laughs> that was, yeah. Guarantee you. Good pick. Yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun weekend. We got killed, AJ. We got absolutely slaughtered. Uh, which would probably tell me that Sportsbooks won a lot this weekend, if I had to guess. Mm. I know they won a lot. Last you like night. the Seahawks tonight? I like the Seahawks. Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes slid, buddy. I'll take that- the Giants tonight. Why not? All right, I was thinking the Giants as well. Okay. That was that kind of thing. <laughs> I like that. I was kind of the thing about it. I was thinking the Giants as well. So, so who are you on? I'm on the Giants right now. Me too, right now. You okay. Me? me too. We'll both take the Giants. Plus the points at home, AJ. I thought that was a good decision <laughs> by both of us, especially over there at MetLife. Uh, you, would you like to stick with the Giants? Yeah, I'll take the Giants. All right. Me too. 
All right, let's get the hell out of here. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Remember, there's a Manning cast tonight with Will Ferrell on. Yeah, yep. let's go. And uh, also... Sean O'Hara. And maybe an Apple Apple. Yep. Surprise yep. guest for exactly. the third one. Who was supposed to be the third one? Oh. We shall see. We'll ask. We'll continue to press. Yeah. And until then, be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Goodbye. Good Seahawks. I got the Seahawks as well. <laughs> Seahawks for me. <laughs> I got the Seahawks as well. I'll give me the Giants, guys. Good show. All right. I got the Giants as well. All right. All right so I think we got the Giants. He's on the Giants. All right. We're on the Giants. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>